0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to EPPS 2021. If you're returning, welcome. If you're brand new, EPPS stands for Everything Paranormal Podcast Show. I'm your host, as you can see my name right there. And that lovely lady over there, she's the Gothic Queen of everything in her dark dungeon. (laughs) She is also a Pepsi alcoholic. (laughs) that is Paralor hi Uh, sorry for the hiatus Um, last month on the 28th I believe our power was cut for a little while and Paralor and I decided to go out for lunch at one of our finest famous restaurants that we both love
1: I threw a fit
0: yeah. She threw a major fit after leaving the building. And we got about maybe I don't know, maybe a mile down the road, I would say, by walking. Yeah. And we're never going to lunch there again. No. Um my stomach started to flip and it was hurting to the point where I didn't think I was gonna make it home. And the next day I was sick as a dog. Paralor was in between. Yeah. At the time. And then I've took...
1: had pain in my lower side. Sa- right side. And then
0: the next day after that you got it. And I still had it and holy crap.
1: Well more like I kept uh I was having uh, pain in my lower right side constantly. Still have it. Mm. No, I'm not going.
0: <laughs> so It'll
1: take a whole lot of hell just to get me to go.
0: Yep. So we walked about two miles down the road, and we stopped off at DQ. Yep. And if most of you don't know what DQ stands for. It's Dairy Queen. She really good ice cream. Her- she got herself a. Vanilla cone. Yep. With (laughs) sprinkles, And I tried this um, hazelnut chocolate chip. It's
1: called the Choco Hazelnut Shake.
0: Thank you. I didn't like it. It was turning my stomach even more. Stopped off at the Renew Rebuilt grand opening of Family Dollar. Which yeah. turned
1: it to Dollar Tree, I well, think.
0: Well, no, it, it's still Family Dollar. I, the Dollar Tree part was kind of confusing me to the fact yeah, that no. it had a banner as, that was from Dollar Tree and then you walk inside by the registers, they have this little gate thing yeah, that you'll find in pet stores for like little animals that can't jump the fence. Uh... It's a dollar tree on it. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, I'm not going to try to figure that out. I would give myself a headache. So we finally made it back here. Power was on and everything, thank goodness. Um, Due to the fact that it was a shock that I saw our maintenance guy at the new family dollar. Yeah. And I asked him, I hey, talking. is the power back on? He's like, yeah. Keep talking. It's like, oh, good. Um, so everything's fine. All the power is back on, yada, yada, yada. He said, yep, you can go and do what you got to do. I come back here, sick as a dog, not feeling well. Rehooked all my electronics back up. Came in and did a studio, did everything. And I was like, okay, I'm tired. I'm not feeling good. I just walked about almost five miles home. I'm going to relax. I'm going to take a hot shower, see what that does for me. And I fell asleep. The next day I got up, I was still feeling like hell. Lord took one look at me and says, Why are you whiter than Casper the Friendly Ghost? I'm not feeling good. So... After that, I tried my best to come in here, into the studio, and work on my laptop to find out if there was anything wrong, and I had a couple of viruses, which were severe, and I wasn't happy with that, so that took me practically almost all day, and most of the night to clear it out, then I had to work on that one back there which is the EPP 2021 video station where I do the revised versions of episode 1 through 23, the way we started doing it before this, and I worked on that. That thing is fine. I worked on hers the third day from here, and it was perfect. So two computers got affected, one didn't, which was kind of amazing. And we still had to take some time off, because we still were not feeling good. Uh, we were going to try to do one yesterday and I think the day before. But we were still not feeling right. And then today, tonight, she wanted to do one, and we're going to try to do one tonight. So, We have some stories. Yep. Um, And then we're going to do the game again. And Paralore will inform you all on how the game runs. (laughs) If you've already been part of the game and understand the game, you can join in and I'll throw your comments up on the screen like that. Or if you want to be a part... Live on this show, in the comment box where I can see things and you can't. Yeah. Um, send me your email address, and I will highlight it. I will go to invite button that's on my screen. Put your email address in and send you the link. To notify you, the link has been sent. You just click on the link, you'll pop up into a green room, which is off to the side. Once I see it, then I'll bring you in. Simple as that. Mm, Yep. (laughs) So right now, I am working on the last episode of uh, 17. Yep. So every video is going up pretty good. A little revised, though. And then our live stream versions, I've actually downloaded to yeah. the laptop. And then I'll take the ones there off and have them all in order for you guys to see. Now, I end up getting a message from Facebook.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Saying that one of the episodes, or a few of the episodes, were being deleted.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I'm thinking, like, why? Why are they be deleting off of a Facebook I created? Yeah. So other people can see it. So I went in today before you asked me to do the show, yeah, or wanted to try to do the show. I went back and I looked, I'm like, well, see. The first episode live we did was 24. Yeah. So I went all the way back into the video category looking at it and I see 24 to 32. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out then why am I getting a message saying oh, your episode 24, 25, 26 will be deleted, but it's still there and I can still access them.
1: Doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. The fact, episode 24 was actually a first live. Right. I know, because Richie was on it. Yeah, and it's like, why am I getting this?
0: Telling me, oh, 24, 25, and 26 are going to be deleted. Excuse you? No. They're still there, all of them. And 33 will be there, too. I will make sure after the show's over and make damn sure it's still there. Facebook is starting to piss me off.
1: I have... Facebook pisses everybody off Yeah. until they uh, realize, oh, we're getting a lawsuit, we better ease up a bit. Yeah.
0: Oh, and there's another thing, too, that I'm going to jump on my soapbox for this. Go There's a clown on YouTube throwing up exposed videos calling certain people fake. Oh, yeah. And I saw that, and I started watching a little bit of it, and it pissed me off because he, this guy, is exposing C.J. Faison, yeah, Omar's Gosh TV, Mo Sarji, Angelo, um, Sunny D, yeah, and I can't remember the other one. But he's this guy is making videos calling these people scams and exposing them for their videos being fake.
1: Oh, I know who that is. And it he pisses He works me off. with Patty. He and works he, with Patty Smith. And he pisses me off on it. I'm like, really?
0: Obviously this moron doesn't realize uh that stuff was already dealt with. Uh, I don't
1: because know. Because
0: She's also fake as well. Oh yeah, she's 100% fake. And they're just doing it as an entertainment thing. Which is cool. Yeah. I have no problem. Even if, oh, like, Mo Sarge hit the switch and he's like, oh my god, the light came on by itself. Who (laughs) cares? He's just making the thing funny. Making it interesting. Yeah. Just like CJ is. Sonny Deeds. Omar. Whoever else. Yeah. Who cares? You know what I think? There is nobody on their channel that is either subscribed or joined as a member gives two shits. They don't say, oh, CJ, you're fake that you turned on the light switch. Really? (laughs) You think he's going to bitch about that? No. No. You think any of his followers gonna
1: come out and expose him for that? No, no. his own followers even show uh, timestamp uh, parts of videos that he doesn't catch, yeah, and they do, yeah. But if he's gonna do something funny or something scary as a yeah.
0: goof in his videos, who cares? Gets me to keep watching them, yeah watch all of them. I wait for a new one to come out every time. You but know what I, I think s- it is? I keep seeing this fucking moron keep popping up and saying, oh, here's a fake video of Mo Sargent in an Airbnb that he owns flipping a light switch.
1: Who fucking cares? You turn up, go into a fucking motel room. room. What do you do? You turn on the fucking light switch. No shit. With the camera on.
0: Even during an investigation, everything's off. Oh, he touched on a light switch. Where's the power, moron? Yeah. How could he touch the light switch if he's not near one? That was one of the exposed things that he put. Uh Uh-huh. So what? He was at the front door, of course. Oh, I hit the switch by accident. I scared myself.
1: Oh. Grow the fuck up, you idiot. You know what I think it is? Ban this motherfucker. The motherfucker... I know who it is on YouTube. On YouTube, um, In fact, he was one of the first... Very few douchebags... When I started wrestling. Calling my shit fake. I remember because the fucker was in the front row once. And, um... Uh, if I remember... Uh, Richie and Alex were both in on it together. And I'm just managing. And I'm hearing uh, the moron legitimately c- uh, calling, doing an anti gay slang at him. Mm-hmm. And pretty much hurled them over the, f- the fucking barricade and kicked them in the face. Yeah. And did a a move that I saw Danny Bottaducci do. Grab this nuts. Due to the fact, I had to trim my nails when I wrestled, but I ha- had them at a specific length.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, what I grabbed is nuts. Of course, yeah, Alex of Richie saw it, but that was hurting them. <laughs> I think <laughs> that would I said, hurt anybody. hey douchebag, does this feel fake? Uh, hurled him up off the ground by his nuts, threw him into the security guards to get him the fuck out of here before I really fuck him up.
0: Yeah, literally. But it just pisses me off on of seeing. But that, like that, but
1: that guy that you're mentioning, he was that guy. I had a few idiots since then try to get into the ring, yeah. but. You don't see them idiots around either No Oh wait one of them's in jail No wait One's in prison The one that killed Alex And His brother Darren And cousin Darius Is in a hospital somewhere Up north Not by me I found out who did that
0: Oh and here's another one too what? Uh, let me go back up. It has to do with Ranonautica. Yeah. Um, somebody put this this a while, and it's got 5.5k views on
1: it. Yeah.
0: And it's the Ranonautica app, app has been exposed.
1: Yeah. It's shit that's already planted. I even know that. Yeah, there because... People that are, do YouTube... Um, when they find the stuff, it's almost like, I might as well say like a rejected version of fucking Scooby-Doo. Like, trying to crack what the hell it is. Yep. Um, but there's even, um, clues that even the people that run the app don't even know. For example, um... The book that um, um, CJ's friend there that he found in Florida linked to the Zodiac Killer.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, Sunny Deed. Not Sunny Deed's, the other one. He's in New York.
0: Oh, Jazz.
1: Jazz... Or yeah, jazz. He fu- he does Randonautica doing like a collab with CJ and CJ's uh, producer Dylan. Jazz finds uh, some certain things and a book that literally has stuff related. Uh link to the Zodiac Killer. Yeah,
0: that was weird.
1: Yaz didn't even know who the fuck that was, but CJ did.
0: Yeah, he
1: said you gotta be fucking kidding me. He never heard of the Zodiac Killer. They never caught him. Um, there was another one that Yaz did. Um, Bert was at this high school. And there was this, like, yearbook where they had specific people in it that had, like, specific sayings, like, hearts and shit like that. Yep. One of them, and I'm still shocked he's never heard of him, Richard Ramirez. (laughs) Go, like, who the hell is this? You don't know who Richard Ramirez is. You are fucking stupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Literally.
1: I uh got got a hold of Sunny. It said, "Uh, you know who Richard Ramirez is, right?" He's like, "Yeah, who doesn't?" Yes, jazz. He does. Jazz doesn't even know who that is. He's like, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, Probably there was one that CJ found when he was trying to uh. Red or not in the uh, Pokemon forest.
0: Oh yes, he he's been doing that one again.
1: And he's he found stuff in relation to I don't know, relation to the Kennedys. And then there was uh, it was either William Gacy. Or, it was either Wayne Gacy or, uh... Shit. Who's the other one? Wayne Gacy... um, John
0: Wayne Gacy.
1: It was either John Wayne Gacy or there was another one specifically like him. And I can't remember his name. I don't remember. Uh Because he was... It was, uh... Like, articles over... Um... Like, specific... Um like specific amount of men women as well as kids and I'm like trying to think wait a minute uh, John Wayne Gacy um, wasn't into the females men yes kids yes but not also women mm. so I had to google it because I couldn't remember his name. And then it clicked, Ed Gein. Ah, that's still the other one. And I'm like, thinking, he's like, who the hell is this guy? I'm like, dude, your intention is serial killing. Serial killers. Ed Gein is one of the efficient." You've been, and I actually kind of put it in there, have you been to Zach Bacon's museum? He's like, yeah, who hasn't? You're talking to one who hasn't. But I want to. One of the artifacts that Zach Bacon's has is Ed Gein's cauldron. Yep. Yep. Which was one of the inspirations for Texas Chainsaw. Um, I go, but I think because of that douchebag, which I haven't seen him since I threw him over a railing. He's probably so immense when it comes to Hollywood putting out movie paranormal movies. Ooh. Where their shit is amped. Because Ooh. of these special effects. Yep. <clears throat> when you're doing the paranormal activity, or looking for it, it's not gonna have that effect. No. It's, you see it as it is. Sometimes you get shit, sometimes you don't. It's like that mountain commercial. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. <laughs> or in Adam Carolla's version... Mountain Dew is the nectar for the tards. (laughs) I agree!
0: Yeah, 100% for me. But Uh, That's what I think. Yeah.
1: I mean, the guy you're talking of, I mean, I did see him pop in um, Sonny's one time, but Sonny was explaining, like, the aftermath of This, um, the second time he was with CJ at his farm. Yep. With the, with the, how he fell backwards without being touched and having the marks. And I said, here's one thing. I mean, C, I'm not CJ, but Sonny, he knows I go off. He tends to try to step in because he knows my temper. Mm -hmm. I went, Listen, Lord Douchebag, you know me. You may not remember, but look down at your shit if you still have any. He kind of mentioned, oh yeah, I remember you. You're doing the paranormal stuff now too? Let me put it to you this way. Have you ever seen anything of that? Hmm. Yeah, like, he he hmm? even
0: comment he even said that um, that the handprint on Sonny's side yeah. was his own handprint.
1: Sonny never touched his hand. T- touched his side.
0: Yeah, and let alone he can't make that kind of a mark on his side as no. that hard.
1: I went let me say something. If you touch your side you can't, the mark where it is on his side, you can't reach. No. I go, you try touching yourself in that direction. Unless you're double jointed, you can't. Or you're and born make, without specific spine movements. And bruise it. Um, I can't
0: do that. My hand doesn't go this way to go all the way back.
1: No. And I said, you know something. Have you ever seen anything in the paranormal? Like hauntings, for example, demons. Have you ever seen one? But if you're calling people out for people that actually catch the real shit, not fucking Hollywood, but the real shit, shut the fuck up. Literally. But since your brain is the size of a pea, or if I want to go smaller, the size of an ant, a grain of dirt. Dirt even has more th- more knowledge than he does. I bet you'll play with something that's considered a spirit board that you try to use to get laid with. You, yeah. if you don't know what, and I actually said it in the comments. I go, if you don't know what I'm talking about, people, it's a Ouija board. Ouija people like this moron actually play that shit with that shit like it's a game. It's not a game. I've never touched one. I've been in the same room with people have. I've even written shit down to make more sense for people trying to get the answers. But... Here's just what the difference. You're an idiot. I'm not stupid. Um if you wanna talk shit some uh some more about witchcraft. You're talking to one. I was born as one, my brothers were born as them. But I'm probably one of the very few members of my family, biological family, that do the darker arts Mm -hmm. if I'm put in that direction, if I'm that pissed. And, um, shockingly, uh, nobody on Sonny's um, if he'd ever heard of the guy after that. So if he's coming back up and talking more shit, oh, yeah. then sooner or later, um, not magically predicting, but predicting in the fall, specifically in October, he's going to get shit hit with him, and he's not going to be able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or better yet, he's not going to say a fucking word after the fact. I'm going to take a sip.
0: Yeah, literally. I, I mean, I just saw that and that pissed me off. So I figured I'd get get of my salt box for that one. Okay. So, anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. So we're we're kind of feeling it better. I want to give a shout out to Sarah. Um, for the last couple of days that I've been posting uh, no podcast show on one night, no podcast show on another night. She's been saying, please get better soon. I yeah. miss thanks, the shows. Sarah. I miss the show. I miss watching you guys come up with some really good, goofy <laughs> shit. Uh, the game that we play, yeah, she gets a laugh out of it. <laughs> so it's like, hey, thanks. So... At least we have some viewers that are liking it.
1: Yeah. Some of them. We know... Um, well, I know there's viewers that see it after the fact. Yeah. Um, Richie being one of them.
0: But doesn't comment. Huh? But doesn't comment.
1: He never does. <laughs> when he watches something on YouTube, he doesn't comment on it. Yeah, no Same shit. thing with Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Unless uh, we give him a heads up, he'll probably he'll pop in or whatever, but his schedule and ours is different. Yeah, I know. To the fact he has two different positions at at where he works.
0: Yeah. Wait till he gets to my field, where he has plenty of positions to try to figure out what the fuck to do. (laughs) Podcast show host, uh, podcast editing, podcast audio editing, uh, fighting stuff. Podcast video editing, try that. I got way too much stuff. Also on our other Facebook, which is the private side. Yeah, I've had a few people leave me comments in that one there, asking, "Is like, since your other one is giving you problems with videos, why yeah. don't you switch that out?" On your streaming software, and put
1: this one on instead. And I'm like, hmm. Um, It's because my brother's no wait. No, Richie's. That's kind of
0: interesting. He's in
1: Richie's in the same group that um, that plays our live feeds,
0: right? Which is public. Yeah, it's the private side.
1: The private. The The private private
0: side. Yeah, he's not in that one. Oh, yeah, I know that, and I don't think he has it. But they're the one, those people there, our followers there. Okay. Wants to have me switch from being the public side. Uh-huh. Since Facebook is saying, oh, we're we're, we're moving this episode, this episode, this episode. And put it on the private side and see how well it goes, because they want to see it, too. Mm. I'm like, mm, you know, I would do that. But I don't know how well it would work because I don't of know. the public side, people are popping in on it and actually socializing with us. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if I had more money in the bank, yeah, I would be totally fine with upgrading to where I can add a couple more to the live stream. But money is tight Yeah. for everybody, and I don't have the option of realizing, Ugh, if I upgrade now, then the date for upgrading is going to change, and I'm not going to remember it. So, I don't know. I don't know I may take the public one off and just put the private side on it yeah probably for like the next episode and see how well it does and then just let everybody on the public side know hey we've changed our public shows for live streaming to our private group so please join this private group and everything and you can watch the shows there I don't know
1: yet I don't either Thinking about maybe you could make it a poll for it, but the um the the Facebook page that's just called Everything Paranormal, because um, one of my friends mentioned it since that's actually the one that's giving you the most problems. Uh, to just get rid of it and just keep the the Facebook page for the whole thing. Yeah. For, Friends group page and the page that the lives are on, yeah, the one but, that's regular, uh, that just says everything paranormal. Why keep it? Well, no, the, the one that
0: is if the the link in the address bar is yeah. facebook dot com backslash ep podcast show twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's that's the everything paranormal podcast show twenty twenty one Facebook page that I first created. Yeah, I know then I created the private side and everything for like uh, like people's paranormal stories or yeah. photos or EVPs stuff like that but the, this side here is giving me the problems because it's taking away the videos Yeah. for some odd reason I can get in notifications but they want me to put it on the other one which is the paranormal group one for our show
1: uh there's gonna be a bit of an issue with that because Richie's is not in that one
0: I know that I would have to let him know though because the one that they want us to do is facebook.com slash groups slash mov views EPPS 2021 yeah that's the side that these people want to see sisters 81 of them there, which is really good. And then there's only, uh, let's see. Well, according to this one, it says 283 people like this page. Yeah. 287 people are following it. Yeah. Which is a lot good. Yeah. I just don't know. <laughs> I'll leave it up to you guys. If you want me to go, if you want me to get rid of the public side and use the private side for all of the live videos, let me know down below in the comment box or you can email the show and everything, which is on the private, uh, yeah, private, which is on the public page. Yeah. Just scroll down, you'll see it. Just click on it, email me if you want it to stay on the public side. Or do you want it on the private side? Just let me know. Yeah. Okay, enough of that soapbox. (laughs) Sorry. Almost 40 minutes worth of ranting.
1: Well, to be honest... (laughs) uh... To be honest, um, the page that just has everything paranormal, since you haven't been able, uh, be able to update it, the fact it's like, the one thing I see is like, something from like two years ago. Like 2017 or something like that. Yeah. Might as well just get rid of that one.
0: Well, no, no, that's when I joined. Huh? That's when I created the Facebook page. Yeah, In 2017. I know. When it was originally Decast Podcast Radio. Yeah, I know. But then nobody could find it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And that's when I had to go through all these changes. So now people can find it that way. Oh one. yeah, and the public, uh, the private one too. But okay, I'm trying. I was trying to put the videos on the private side, but for some reason, it just like stays there. I don't just know. Just says posting.
1: That's what that's starting to irritate me. I'm like, what the hell?
0: And I was like, never mind.
1: People wondering, where did my witch- witch's rope? <laughs> one of them. But the only ones I got left. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the cats like to screw with it. Like the one that's over here in the suitcase. That way. Got one in a box over okay, that buddy. way. And he got one over behind Paralor on his traveling kitty cage. (laughs) Wow. I wanted to try to say kitty cage straight through and I almost had a burp. (laughs) I hate that. Okay. Story for you?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Okie dokie.
1: Let's see. Full
0: screen, guys.
1: Voila. Ranking... Of the best 25 horror villains of all time. I don't think we did that one. Because when it comes to horror, I would have remembered.
0: Yeah, these some of these stories I sent to her because it looked interesting, but I wasn't 100% sure <laughs> about them. And I asked Baralor to thoroughly go through it. And if it's interesting, she would do it. If it wasn't, well, then it's garbage. <laughs> but here she goes, full screen on Paralore.
1: Let's see. Uh horror films have been around almost as long as movies in general. Meaning Hollywood has created enough monsters, maniacs, and murderers to haunt the dreams of moviegoers for centuries to come. But depends. But exactly which villains are the most frightening? Which are the most entertaining? Okay, these are like literally questions in uh, the main paragraph. Which villains are the most frightening? Which are the most entertaining? And which ones do we simply love to watch? From universe classic monster movies to the scariest slashers. Of the 21st century.
0: Oh, sounds like a movie quiz game. Huh? Sounds like a movie quiz game. <laughs>
1: like I movie trivia? <laughs> would, I, I probably
0: would fail like 99% of it. Probably yeah. only get maybe like one right.
1: <laughs> well, actually to uh, pr- my Brother Richie on roast, he's a huge fan of Halloween. Michael Myers. He's got the whole fucking collection. Including Rob Zombie's version. If there was a trivia game when it comes to horror movies, yeah, we would probably play it. But if it's anything Halloween related, he would probably beat you on. <laughs> Due to fact, I've said this more than once, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, should not even be a part of the Halloween franchise. Cause it sucked and had nothing to do with Michael Myers. That's
0: why I, that's why I said I probably out of 99% of it, I probably could get one right. That's it.
1: <laughs> well, Chucky, I would if there was something on Chucky, I would eat that bitch. <laughs> if someone comments Uh what? The 2019 version, i will specifically with witchcraft throw something at you from across the room and not be there i've actually done that my brother's richie my brother richie was uh a uh knows that a little too well i've done that once or twice (laughs) to him but not as much (laughs) Let's see. Number 25 on the list. Because I'm going 25 to 1. Candyman. Let's see. Candyman. 1992's Candyman. An original idea. This is a question. Here's the answer. Nah. The character is basically the male version of the old Bloody Mary urban legend slash ghost story, but with a little extra work. Did the film still scare people? Scare moviegoers from ever attempting to look in a mirror and say Candyman five times in a row? You betcha. No. Candyman, I mean the original Tony Todd, who did the original? It was different. I could give it that—a different spin on the Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary version, or Bloody Mary Legends, but giving it more of like a racial t- uh, contour to it. It didn't scare me. I'm pretty sure some people that have a fear of bees. I mean, me personally, I'm allergic to bees. Anything with a fucking stinger, I'm allergic to it. But was I afraid of it? No.
0: I'm definitely allergic to bees.
1: I know. But you're not afraid of Candyman. I mean, Mike's himself, he's seen the movie Candyman. Not the new version that's supposed to be coming out, but the old version. Paramite didn't even like it. He understood the concept of it even though it had a little bit more of a racial tone due to the fact Candyman in the movie is a black guy. And the main I might as well say like the protagonist is a white chick. (laughs) So it's a little bit of an urban racial tone to it. (laughs) But the concept of Candyman in a different type of spin of basically saying another way of t- retelling Bloody Mary is actually more enticing than the Bloody Mary legend itself. We've already done the, uh, the rest of the legends already. Which we did the last episode. Bloody Mary, one of them. Three different fucking versions of Bloody Mary. But not one is of an original origin. It's always shit that's passed down. So, to be honest, Candyman, really good concept. Wouldn't say... You know... One of the... Okay, on 25 best... Uh, 25 being at the end of the list. It's a, uh, a good character. I wouldn't place it with the 25 best horror villains. I'll put it. Okay. Now we're going basically old school. Basically black and white old school. Count Orlock. Paramount just looking at me like who the fuck is that Count Orlock might just be an unauthorized adaptation of another villain who appears later in the list in this list but that doesn't mean the character played by Max Shrek that deserves some love. 1922's Nosferatu. Did a lot of the horror genre, but you can't tell me. Orlok isn't still chilling to look at 96 years later. I mean, technically in in my film classes in college that was one of them. I mean, me personally, um, it was a pretty good movie. Um, the character Count Orlock, okay, does it strike the idea of a vampire that is like an energy vampire? but doesn't suck blood. Me personally, the vampires that actually, it vampires of movies that bite and suck blood are more interesting than energy vampires that take the uh, actual air out of the victims. What do you think? Eh, Paramic just went, I don't know. Okay.
0: Sorry, I'm just on my mobile phone trying to see how well the video's going. Ah. Number um, 23. On Facebook, you're a little behind. Huh? On Facebook, it's a little behind, but it's, it's catching up. Okay. YouTube, I was watching it. it was, it's same thing. A little behind, but it's catching up. Now I'm about to check out Twitter. That's why I have my earbud in my ear.
1: Okay. Number 23, The Invisible Man. Not Kevin Bacon's version. Okay. Invisible Man. Most people with the power to turn invisible would probably spend their time sneaking into locker rooms getting free shit, and spying on their favorite celebrities. The difference between the average person and Dr. Jack Griffin, that's a question, here's the answer. Griffin is kind of a dick. Okay, technically in the movie, but not the book, by H.G. Wells, it's the invisibility drugs, That turned a doctor insane. But, like a typical mean drunk. He was probably already harboring some deep-seated negative feelings. Regardless, Claude Rains. Scared the living shit. Or, I'm gonna... That's exaggerated. I wouldn't say scared the pants off of people when he played the actor in 1933 film or played the character which would be an embarrassing experience for anyone who doesn't also have the power and visibility now again I had to see this in college I got the concept I still do but to me even back in nineteen thirty three, the visible man didn't give me that okay, I'm afraid of you feel. It gave me the what the fuck am I watching? Is this a different it's ind- is this basically What the fuck? Ambulance Anyway
0: That's a first The Invisible
1: Man itself Good concept, but I put it 25 best villain list. No, simple because the Invisible Man. I will say it's basically a first, a first draft version of Doctor Jekyll and Hyde. That's what I got. What about you?
0: Not so much because I I fell asleep through it.
1: (laughs) It was a snooze
0: fest for me. And the only star rating I gave it was a
1: zero. Yeah. but Well, the concept, the visible man taking pills to become invisible but starts cracking and going and killing people To me, that's the first version of Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. Let's see. Next. Oh, boy. Patrick Bateman. This is number 22. Patrick Bateman... You probably already tell what that's supposed to mean. Your typical blue collar slasher film with a white collar corporate makeover to the 2000 black comedy horror film, American Psycho. Christian Bale, who I still think is one of the few, who is really killed the voice of Batman. Not once, but twice. I mean, I didn't like the other actors as Batman either, but still. Christian Bale, the worst, starred as Patrick Bateman, the film protagonist who is either a sadistic homicidal maniac or just a delusional a and paranoid, paranoid suit. Living in a doggy dog world of business. Either way, uh, person writing the article, we loved all 101 minutes of this film. Which is based on the 1991 book of the same name by Brett Easton Ellis. No, it's not Psycho Norman Bates, it's a different fucking movie. Me, personally, even though it was a film class, this is one of the very few horror movies of my film classes that I fell asleep to. <laughs> but I still aced it. <laughs> but I still aced the fucking uh, test. Okay. Number 20. It's a Stephen King film. As well as a Stephen King book. Carrie. The original Carrie, the one film, or one of the few films that actually has a fucking redhead in the cast. Also, a redhead for the main cat, main star. Carrie was pure evil from the start. With what with her disturbing telekinetic powers and all. This makes her the unfortunate villain of the 1976 film, Carrie. Especially after she killed almost all of her classmates and teachers in a fiery blaze. Of course, if those me girls had just been a little nicer to Carrie, since is basic, the film based on the novel of the same name by Stephen King would have probably turned out much differently. Such is The Life of a Horror Villain. So I love to see fucking Hollywood Stooges that had the nerve to tell me redheads in horror movies isn't eye-catching what the fuck Stacy Spacek is. She's a redhead. And not dyed hair, either. I Me, mean, what would you rate uh, Carrie as? For, like, level of a best horror villain.
0: I wouldn't know because I didn't see it.
1: You're, l- you're lucky. <laughs> I was a smart one not to see the damn movie. Okay. Back in... Back in black and white versions. And it's the original. The Mummy. Which is number 19. The Mummy, not the dummy. For a pretty generic horror movie monster, The Mummy was nabbed a lo- has nabbed a lot of screen time. He was first brought to life by Boris Karloff and Universal Pictures in 1932, which led the studio to release five sequels, including three with Lon Chaney Jr. Peter Cushing, then followed that up by starring in the first of the four hammer horror films of 1959. More recently, there were The Mummy slash Scorpion King films, with Brandon Fraser, who's one of the blacklisted, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, as well as the most recent one, 2017's The Mummy, which starred Tom Cruise. As far as timeless horror villains go, the Mummy might take the top spot. He's several thousand years old. After all, bad pun. Now, Brandon Fraser, kind of in like the early 90s, he was good. Um, I mean, one of the f- um, first movies I saw Brandon Fraser in was Airheads with Adam Sandler. Um, He was good in that. Was okay in the first The Mummy when they redid it. Um, The Movie Part 2, Scorpion King. A lot of people think that movie was what kicked uh, The Rock into Hollywood. It really wasn't. I mean, yeah. It gave him a part, a very small role in a movie. That's it. But what really kicked him off in Hollywood was The Scorpion King. Then, he's off into fucking Hollywood. Yep. And, I mean, even though John Cena's doing that now, Dwayne Jackson's still one of the most highest, mm, when it comes to so highest much. paid. Not so huh? much.
0: Not so much with John Cena. He's doing game shows on Nickelodeon. Cena? Yep. Yeah, I know. He's doing he kids He can't that's because he's doing kids game shows on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um I don't remember what what other TV station he's on, but he's also doing some type of other show that he's doing.
1: Oh, it's the re-adaptation of Wipeout.
0: Yeah, that's
1: it. <laughs> the reason I think Cena's basically a co um announcer, I guess, in the new version of Wipeout, is because he can't beat Dwayne when it comes to getting into movies. I mean, what actual movie is he doing or done that is going to get people to want to see him in more movies? Outside of maybe Suicide Squad, which comes out in in July...
0: Yeah, I, I saw uh, him on uh, the Stephen Colbert show. Yeah. For an interview, and uh, <laughs> he actually wore the damn outfit.
1: Okay. Of his character. Due to the fact, I'm a DC type of per- I'm not a DC nerd, but I'm a DC fan. I know some characters... With what they wore in comics and even TV shows, uh, animated, looked better in an animated version than a live action version. Yeah. For example, the Peacemaker that Cena's doing as a role, that outfit is, I want to say, makes him one of the worst. <laughs> As well as Polka Dot Man. (laughs) Yeah, you know,
0: I've gone through the internet and I've looked up for these so-called superhero names.
1: Yeah, supervillains.
0: And not one area could I ever find Peacemaker
1: in Polka Dot Man. They have to be Marvel, because I myself oh my never God. heard what of Peacemaker uh, as a fucking horror villain in DC, mm. or I should say a uh, super villain. Peacemaker has to be Marvel. I mean, yeah, I've watched, as a kid, I've watched animated cartoons of, like, DC cartoons from comic books. I've never once, during the cartoons of DC, heroes and villains, did not once see Peacemaker or Polka Dot Man. Right. They have to be Marvel.
0: Well, it took, like I said, I looked on the internet and I did not see it, it anywhere. But then I saw it about a week later and I have it up here for Peacemaker yeah as a DC comic and Wikipedia has Peacemaker as a DC comic character yeah um it was a it was in a comic book that was issue uh number issue 40 in November of 1966 okay but it really didn't make a sky-high thing out of it due to the fact that, uh well, this was
1: 1966. Yeah. Figure in the 60s, if I'm not mistaken, it was more of over like most of the comics that sold, like the older comics, is basically Batman.
0: Yeah.
1: It has to be like the one of the comics that's like the most wants. Wanted back then. I want to do between this between Batman and Superman.
0: I want to do this. I'm gonna show you guys exactly what Peacemaker in the comic book from 1966 looks like. Oops, what's going on here?
1: Okay, Why is I, that flashing?
0: I have no clue.
1: Oh.
0: Hold on, guys.
1: Okay, I was gonna say.
0: Maybe, <laughs> let me try something else. Let me see if I can do it through Wikipedia Because,
1: I mean, the outfit... Alright. There we go.
0: If you guys can't see it, I'm sorry. I'm trying to blow it up. It starts to flicker. I don't know why. No, I can see it. But that's what Peacemaker's supposed to look like with the outfit.
1: Um. Yeah. The outfit that John Cena wears as Peacemaker is not the same one as that.
0: Exactly.
1: Something's wrong there. Unless they couldn't um, get the okay to get the exact outfit.
0: I don't know, but I want to go this way here. Now, Just guys, just remember that that image of that comic book. If I can spell... <laughs> I don't know if I can blow
1: it up. Yeah, it looks such a boob. <laughs> Let
0: me see if I can try to blow it up. Go away with that garbage. All right. That's what his outfit looks like according to what the comic book shows. Now, look at this part right here. Okay? Compared to this. Yeah. Okay? Nowhere near it. No. Whatsoever. Because it looks like it's attached to something going up over his head and then it looks like it attaches to the mask. Yeah. Compared to this one where there's nothing over him. Nothing is attached to it.
1: Looks like he got additional uh, um, his biceps gotten a little bit bigger. Mm. This is the last time anyone see him in, seen him in Alcatraz.
0: And then, let's see if I have another version of this. Uh, Where's the side view? No, wait, I want a chest. No, side view.
1: The only problem is, you can't, there's no, okay. I was going to say, I don't think there's any. There's a side view of
0: it. Okay. Yeah. Let's go back here. Okay. You see that right there, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that is on the Peacemaker. It might be a little rocket thing or something. I don't know. But it's not here. No. Not whatsoever.
1: I mean, they got the gloves right.
0: Yeah, they got the the gloves right. Now the
1: gun... The shirt... They kind of got right. And I'm saying that loosely. Yeah. Kind of got right. Yeah. The pants? Well, we don't
0: we didn't see that part yet.
1: I've seen the preview
0: but or the, the tra- gun, actual trailer. But well, look at the gun though. Yeah. Okay. Compared to this one. This type of gun looks like a caliber
1: Yeah, six-shooter, I think. That does it. Well, there's different guns that have caliber in the name.
0: Let's Let's see this one here. Now, see that? Yeah. There's no extra point up here
1: no that's just a regular
0: 357 Smith & Wesson
1: yep yeah.
0: look how tall the, the thing is at the edge of the gun yeah that's a six shooter yeah that's a Smith & Wesson caliber six shooter how are you going to take a, a Smith & Wesson six shooter and just make it into a 357 I don't know that's not how you're supposed to do a reenactment of a 1966 comic book character. No, it isn't. If you're going to do it, you have to be precise. You have to be full detailed to it and make sure that everything works perfectly. Yeah. If you're going to bring a DC comic character into a, a, a colored movie.
1: Yeah. Or it's now live action.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see.
1: Put in Marco Robbie
0: How do you spell polka dot? I forgot Huh? That.
1: I forgot how to spell polka dot. Mar- Marco?
0: No, polka dot. Polka dot? Let's see, it's P-O. Polka. Polka dot, man. Oh, if I spell it wrong, it'll shoot. Yeah, I
1: spelt that wrong. POL Wait, what? P-O-L-K-A. K A. Space. Poke that man.
0: No. Oh, they have it as one word, I know that. Okay. Okay. Is this version?
1: Yeah, looks like a rejected, um, evil polka dot man. Yeah, he looks like a rejected, uh, like rejected Marvel villain, villain, f- villain from the Flash.
0: Yeah. Oops. Too many
1: ads. Go I away. mean, even in the uh, official trailer, they don't show a whole lot of what um, the abilities Polka-Dot Man has, Yeah. unless they're saving that.
0: I don't they are doing this, paste, go. Yeah, almost the same exact. Yeah, it is. But that's the original name mm-hmm. for the guy that voiced over Polka Dot Man in the cartoon version. Yeah, that I remember seeing as a kid and everything. But the new the new version of Polka Dot Man in the James Gunn version.
1: Uh, um. The best one I could say is that one. Is this one here? Is this guy? Wait, like, they don't show a whole lot of what his character does. In-
0: yeah. This is supposed to be the new version of Polka Dot Man. Got the collar, got this going over there, and everything. Do you see a collar on this one? On a current version? Yeah. No, you don't see a collar around his neck. You don't see this right here, up here. You don't see him look like he's wearing a goddamn jacket. True. I mean, I give credit to James Gunn for doing Suicide Squad and everything, and doing a couple sequels to keep it going. True, yeah. But now, I have a problem with him creating certain characters that are not to a T. Yeah. If you're gonna bring him in.
1: So it's like, why? I mean, the guy playing Polka Dot Man in the movie, to me it looks like a twig for yeah. a body tone.
0: Yeah, uh, and they don't show
1: uh, much of what he does unless they're saving that uh, keeping that out of the trailer for people know. to see on screen.
0: Yeah, but it goes on it goes here and this, this was kind of funny because I don't ever remember Batman uh, fighting Polka Dot Man. Uh-huh. Overlooked Batman Rogue the Polka Dot Man who will make his live-action debut, courtesy of actor David. I can't even say that last name. Das you. I believe. I don't remember Polka-Dot Man ever battling Batman. In anything. Not even in the damn comic books or the cartoon version. Or the 1966 version of Batman.
1: No, I, I don't, don't remember either. anything of Polka-Dot Man, ever. I only know about the Joker. They probably had him in there, sort of like, as a draft, maybe. But nobody really took to it, so they decided, okay, what about Joker? That took off more.
0: Right. And that's what I remember. I just don't remember, you know, from the TV show Batman from 1966... Due to the fact I watched every episode, yeah. Um, I remember the Joker in the '66 version. Yeah, Caesar Romero. Caesar Romero. I remember Catwoman. Yeah. Julie Newmar. Yeah. I remember the Penguin. I don't remember his actual name. Me neither. The Riddler. Batman himself was yeah. played by Adam West. Burt Ward played Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was some other new villains that were coming out, but nothing of Polka Dot Man from 66 to the time that the TV show ended.
1: I don't even remember seeing it in the comic books whatsoever. It probably was, but like I said, there was probably only a limited edition. And not many people thought, okay, Polka Dot Man does not work, but then like you got Joker clown. and you got Joker. I think when it comes to DC, <coughs> the DC fans for comic books, movies, cartoons, they're always gonna go Batman, Joker. That's their main goal. Anywho, let's see, okay, number 19, really, Jigsaw, okay, and maybe like, Jenga, huh, what'd you say? Jenga. No, that, not that type of Jigsaw
0: trying to make a joke and then went
1: no every time I see Jigsaw from Saw of Saw it gives me a headache that's how stupid I think this whole fucking franchise is more power to those of you who like it let's see do the fact it's number 19 on the 25 best horror villain list it should say something last year the saw franchise released jigsaw the eighth installment since its debut in 2004 even though jigsaw himself was killed in saw 3 he continued to play a role in the subsequent films Including the last one. Let's see. Um, There is a ninth installment, maybe in production, but don't hold hold your breath on that. There's additional stuff here, but I'm not even gonna bother. Ah! Number 18, Ghostface. This was a bit of a stretch, as no single character was behind the Ghostface killer from Wes Craven's horror black comedy Scream franchise. Heck, uh, I'm gonna ablib that. Hell, even the original 1996 installment with Billy and Stu both spent time beneath the mask which but after four films there's no doubt that Ghostface is is now a beloved horror icon. The character even led to a TV series based upon the film that's currently gearing up for its third season on M- MTV. I did see that on Netflix before Netflix became stupid and Leif, uh, Leif Garrett's version, stupid. The TV series, even though it was on MTV, I did see um, one or two of the seasons for the Scream TV series. It is good. Um, there were some scenes that could have been built up a bit more, um, which me and Paramike had um, had a talk about this earlier today about you know the first the first movie who which one was Ghostface because the movie Scream Five. It's coming out January 14th. Or is it 15th? Uh, Next year. Because I plan on seeing it.
0: Well, I'm looking at it. Or at least trying to. Oh, here, you go. here we go. I went right by it. <laughs> I was trying to look for IMDB. Uh, the Sorry. cast list for Scream 5. Uh, it's supposed to come out in 2022. I'm not exactly sure what date yet because I haven't seen it. But mostly the original cast is coming back to it. Uh, Nev Campbell.
1: Of course. She's Sydney. David Arquette
0: coming back.
1: I wonder if they're going to kill off his character. Uh, Courtney Cox yeah.
0: Hayden P., the blind-headed okay. female. Emma Stone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Chloe Mortz, Mo- if I said that right. M-O-R-E-T-Z. Uh-huh. Um. Gulliver McGrath. Penn Bagley. Ju. Julianne Moore, okay. Ryan Reynolds, uh, Telfer Grace, Marley Shelton, n- another blonde female. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Char- uh, Charlotte Charles Charles Char- Theron, Th- another blonde woman. I can't say a- pronounce her full name. She's got one of those names that you can't pronounce. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Dwayne Martin. Francis Fisher, William Valreerman can't say his last name either. Uh, Katie Cassidy, okay, Anna Hutchinson, another blonde. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. mm-hmm uh, Roger Jackson, okay and they have Wes Craven
1: up here for some reason. They're probably crediting it uh to Wes Craven. Due to the fact he created it. Well, they have a, they have
0: hit a title for him underneath it. it says Coroner Cameo. Couldn't be. He died. I know. Like 2 years ago. I know. Uh Roger Jackson is a voice. Okay. Um Mary Winston is playing Denise Kafson. Okay. Opening. Uh, Anna Hutchison is playing Natal- Natali Misun. Okay. Opening. Uh, Katie Cassidy, Trisha Goldstein as a sister. Uh, Wilmer V as the as Officer Gonzalez, a cop. Mm hmm. Francis Fisher. She's playing Miss Karen Davidson, a CEO of Child Care Services. Hmm. Really? <laughs> you putting somebody as a Child Care Service worker in a movie that
1: sucks? I uh, just got a message. I can already uh, think she's probably part of the kill count.
0: <laughs> probably but we just got a message from Jay but they
1: don't have Matthew Lillard? no why the fuck are they why the fuck um, are people blowing up on the internet even on Twitter that Matthew Lillard is part of the Scream 5 cast
0: I don't know to be honest with you because this is from IMDb. Yeah. And this was done June 21st, 2012 to June, to June 10th, 2013. But I don't think they have updated it, but it says Scream 5 cast list for yeah. IMDb. And I was like, okay. I read this down, and it's weird. Hmm. That I don't see it. And then another one uh from slash, slash screen-5cast Screen 5cast, Courtney Cox returns as Gail Weathers. Yeah. In it. And then we got Pop Buzz, which will go there, but while that's loading, we got a message from Jade. It says hi hey guys. Sorry I had to pick up my husband up from work. Glad I got to listen. It's okay. So, let's see. There's a video of Nev Campbell opening up about crazy Scream fans. Uh Uh-huh. Will Selena Gomez start in Scream 5? That's a question. Selena Gomez? Yes, that's a question. Uh, Will Nev Campbell return? Another question. Here's everything you need to know about the 5th movie in the Scream franchise. Uh-huh. Scream 5 5 is officially on the way. Production has wrapped and people are now desperate to find out everything about the highly anticipated new movie. Yeah. Or in this case new film.
1: <laughs>
0: Not me. It's no secret that Scream is one of the most iconic slasher franchises of all time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of so
0: I don't think so. It well it's not it's not the iconic slasher franchise of all time. I'm sorry. But well, I, I will disagree with.
1: Well the thing is when Wes Craven First came out with it. People flocked to it because his name was on it. Yeah, well, that I understand.
0: But I'm just saying, you know, it's saying the most iconic slasher franchise of all time. No.
1: Okay, what would you put for your top five then? Number one, Freddy Krueger. Okay, yeah. Number two, <laughs>
0: Jason. Okay. Number three, Michael Myers. (laughs) Number four, Leatherface. (laughs) Uh, It goes on, as soon as Scream came out in 1996, fans all around the world fell in love with it. Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4 were all huge critical and commercial Successes to leaving viewers waiting more on the Sydney Prescott saga.
1: Yeah. I mean, you kind of already know the premise. Who's yeah. the killer in this one?
0: <laughs> Nev Campbell and talks to return for Scream 5 as Sydney Prescott. It just says read more. So that's a link to another article. Yeah. In 2015, Wes Craven, who directed the first four Scream movies passed away, leading fans to believe that a fifth film would never materialize. However, in 2019, Deadline revealed that Spyglass Mm -hmm. was developing Scream 5. Yeah. And shortly afterwards... Original Screamcast members signed on to star in it. With that in mind, there here's what we know about Scream 5 so far. Including the release date, cast, mm-hmm. spoilers, and much more. Question, when does Scream 5 come out? And it has, it has Ghost Faced on one side, Nev Campbell on a really old ass phone on the other side. When is Scream 5 release date? Scream 5 was originally tipped for the 2021 release to coincide with the 25th anniversary of the first film. However, filming was delayed in response to the shitstorm pandemic. Fans need not to worry, though. Production of production on the film resumed as soon as it was safe to do so and it has since finished. Production wrapped on November 17th, 2020. Mm-hmm. We also have an official release date on August 29th, Twenty twenty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: That was last year. Yeah. The official Scream movies Twitter account confirmed that Scream Five is coming in twenty twenty two. Yeah. They tweeted on January fourteenth, twenty twenty two. We're going to hear you scream. <laughs> uh, granted, they're saying that through Twitter. I just don't know about that yet Mm. Uh, okay I'm going to throw this up here really quick so you can read that Uh, production (laughs) on the upcoming hashtag scream movie has wrapped the film stars Nev Campbell Courtney Cox David Arquette Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Jack Quaid, Madison Gooding, Kale Gli- uh, Galner, mm-hmm. Mikey Madison, Marley Shelton, and more. Okay. Um, and that is it on January. Gener- well, there's a tweet here that says on January Fourteenth, Twenty Twenty Two. We're going to hear you scream. It's got a video with ghost faced on it. And the way they have it so blown up, it looks like it's
1: deformed. Okay.
0: Uh, Let me share that screen there. So you can see it. If it works. Look how deformed that damn thing looks. (laughs) Are you seriously kidding me? It looks that deformed for a blow-up. It looks like his mouth got longer. Oh. And that was on August 28th, 2020. Yeah. Who will direct Scream 5? And it just goes on and on and on. I'm not going to read the rest of it, because I know I'm taking away
1: a lot of your time.
0: <laughs> so, there's that, guys. Now back to Howard Lauder.
1: Okay. Number 17, Phantom of the Opera, hold on, Let the fucking eye roll. This isn't the Broadway version, Um, also a version I did, and trust me, singing the songs from when I was 16, 17. Might have been easier because I had a special type of, of corset underneath. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Um, it's not that version. And it's not the movie that came out in 2004. It's not that one either. This is the original Phantom of the Opera, which was it was black and white, okay, but it was, was also silent. Say.
0: I was about to say the black and white version.
1: Yes, two black and white.
0: There's two different black and white versions. There's the silent type, and there was the one with actual. Saying speaking in it and singing.
1: It's it's silent. To it's 1925 silent film.
0: Yeah, there was one in 1925, and there yep. was one in 1932, I believe. That 1925.
1: The one I'm reading, 1925.
0: Yeah, I'm just letting you know, though, there was two black and white versions. Yeah, I know that. 1925 and a 1932, I believe.
1: Yeah, I know. Let's see. When you boil it down, the Phantom of the Opera, Lon Chaney Sr. is actually a pretty relatable villain in the 1925 silent film. He pines after unrequited love is spurned and gets understandably upset. And all he wants was for the beautiful Christine to live with him in his dark, creepy, subterranean world for the rest of her life. With a bit of dental work, a nose job, that's real nice, and maybe some coloring around the eyes. The guy could actually be a decent boyfriend material if he wasn't so damn insane. That's a bad pun. And here we go. Number 7, number 16. Pazuzu Reagan.
0: Pazuzu Reagan? Pazuzu Reagan. Sounds like a demon from the one of the Zach's stories. <laughs> <laughs> Where I made it go cross-eyed.
1: No. We had to specify Pazuzu Reagan. In this case, because technically the character of Reagan McNeil, Linda Blair is really just an innocent girl suffering from an ailment known as flip is having a flipping demon possess your soul. Of course, this made the 1973 horror film "The Exorcist" all the more frightening as masses of theatergoers thought they could easily be the next unfortunate person to speak in tongues have their heads spin all the way around, and project pea soup on a priest. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Pazuzu Reagan... is they stole that one from the Exorcist movie.
0: Huh? They stole that from the Exorcist movie. Yeah. And uh, the one with Leslie Nielsen in it, where that girl... Uh, Leslie spewed, Nielsen? Yeah, they spewed up Oh, uh, that's pea repossessed.
1: Soup. That was like... Yeah. That was a comedy making fun of it. Yeah, I know,
0: but the pea soup part—that's they got <laughs> that. They got that from the original Exorcist and from the Leslie Nielsen one too.
1: No, the pea soup, was, pea, pea soup is actually in the original film. I know because I've seen that like four different times. The Repossessed with Leslie Nielsen. On top of having Linda Blair, in... The comedy version is the only two realistic parts from the Exorcist itself. Linda Blair being an, being a mother and the pea soup are uh, correlated to the to the original. I mean which is <laughs> kind of funny and the Exorcist due to the fact it has a Ouija board in the movie. I mean, I mean, the exorcism, it's based on um, actual events, even though technically the real one in the actual events is a boy. A female is, I've always said this, has that darker the darker realm than a boy would. And due to fact the Exorcist that has the Ouija board in it, she uses it, similar to the actual events, and she gets possessed. A cup. Uh, shortly after using it, has to be why people were so afraid of touching Ouija boards after the fact. <laughs> Not saying that shit don't happen. I'm just saying that's probably what one of the main reasons <laughs> people were afraid of it. <laughs> Man, I hate to say, hate to say it this way. Hate, hate to uh, put my brother Richie out there. That's why he's afraid of touching one because of the movie. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> you are. Okay, number sixteen. Jack Torrance. I'm gonna say it again because Paramike just almost had that.
0: Never heard of the name.
1: Jack Torrance.
0: Because i never heard of the name.
1: Jack Nicholson. Oh. <laughs> oh, from the uh... Shining. Okay, now I know. Jack Nicholson played the role Jack Torrance in the movie. Poor Jack Torrance, Jack Nicholson, all he wanted to do was provide for his family and write a manuscript. But he should have known that cabin fever and hotels built on ancient Native American burial grounds don't mix. And in the end, you'll just end up out in the cold. As for audiences, they learned that Stephen King plus Stanley Kubrick equals one of the greatest films in horror history. It It is one of them. One of the greatest. I mean, yeah, Stephen King didn't like it. Um, didn't really care for some of the parts in it. Especially with Stanley Kubrick. His photograph photography as well as directing is a bit I wouldn't say over outstretched but a little bit more extreme and bringing out the elements for people to actually watch. Now if I've actually watched this on YouTube because someone was actually depicting like um using the shining as a way to dissect a character's mental state for example Um and even showing like certain parts of the movie where something's at one place but something else isn't but then it's not uns- in where you first saw it and one of them in the video I watched, it was showing how um, Shelley Duval um, think one of the best um, one of the best examples I could explain it is Danny going to the room that he was told not to go to. And uh, moments later, comes goes to where his parents are. Th- he's all fucked up. And Shelley Duvall's character automatically thinks Jack Nicholson's character did it. <laughs> but there was like a depiction of her character showing uh, signs of mental stress, or some type of paranoia or something. But, do you, but there was like a depiction like, what if she was the one that actually did it? It projected it onto Jack's character. That he did it. But there is one that I've always thought did not make sense. When he's trying to take the bat from her, on the stairs, and she hit him with it, and knocks him down the stairs.
0: That was one of a home run hit. More like a grand slam, I would say.
1: Eh. <laughs> but you see the climax. But here's the thing. It cuts to Jack Nicholson, frozen in the fucking snow. But it looks like he was there longer than overnight.
0: Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and people have been po- posting up pictures of that, that scene. Yeah. Him in the snow, right Yeah,
1: it had, to, he had, um, when she hit him in the head, um, of course, before the axe to the door scene, he, she had to have put him outside longer than overnight. And definitely not from a freezer. I mean, walking freezes can get fucking cold, but not that cold overnight.
0: If you're in there long enough, you could.
1: I mm. should know. Uh, okay, number 16. Or 15, one of the, one of the two. Damien. <sighs> when it comes to creepy children, Damien play bait. Harvey Spencer Stevens takes the cake. This is not the reboot of the June 6th in 2006. This is the original. Only metaphorically, of course, as the little Antichrist, doesn't take desserts, but he takes people's lives. Bad pun. And in gruesome ways to boot. But the most sinister part of the 1976, The Omen? Here's the question. Here's the answer, and it's a spoiler. The kid wins. (laughs) I think I was the only one. The only one in my film class that fucking knew the kid fucking won. (laughs) Of course... The professor tried to argue with me until I said, okay, I've seen this in fucking high school. You want to prove me wrong? Play it right now. Or play it tomorrow for the fucking lesson. Plays it the next day. He had no choice but to give me an A-plus on it. Because <laughs> I was right. <laughs> of course, June 6th, in 2006,
0: there's, there's a photo of Jack Nicholson in the snow of the movie.
1: Hang on. Yeah. I don't That's know not how, overnight. I don't know how he could hold his eyes up that high for that long. Jack Nicholson's known for his fucking eyebrow work in movies. You'd be surprised. Well, I know that, but it's just. You know, his, his eyebrows are down. Yeah. He's
0: pissed. His eyeballs are sky high up. You can see the freaking crease in his forehead. Yeah. And everything. And you can see his bottom teeth are like... I know. Now, I I know most people can have their eyebrows down and their eyes up. Yeah. And do their mouth like that. Yeah. But you never see a line in their forehead. That's the one that caught me in that movie. (laughs) And I'm like... How is he doing that?
1: Don't know, dude.
0: How did, how did he manage to put a line in his forehead of his own skin? Yeah. With his eyebrows down, but they really don't look like they're down. Mm. Eyes up, and you can only still see the irises of it. His bottom teeth, which are like yellow, I think, and have his mouth perfectly... Position that way. I don't know. That's the part that caught me
1: was the wrinkle in the head. <laughs> well, with Jack Nicholson and movie roles that he's done, the one movie—I mean, there's not many movies where he where he has to have special special makeup. He just does it naturally. Yeah. Unless you know him as Joker. He needed the face paint on. Yeah, but it was... And it, it, the movie Wolf, that he was portraying someone getting bit by a wolf and he starts showing werewolf tendencies. Yeah, I know. He didn't have special effects makeup on. He, he just did it naturally. Yeah. It's, it's just...
0: It just shocks the hell out I of me mean, seeing that right there. But like, how
1: the fuck did he do that? Yeah, but there's the thing. That's the hidden question. I don't know. After seeing the whole film, there's that question. How the hell would he be sitting out in the cold for a couple hours and look that way?
0: With the wrinkle in his forehead.
1: Expe- ex- exactly. ex his eyes
0: like this. Yeah, exactly. Now, I've seen... I've seen The Undertaker do almost the same thing. Yeah. Okay? But when he does it, there's no wrinkle in his forehead.
1: No. Because he's used to it.
0: I'm like, wait a second. The Undertaker can do his eyes all the way in the back of his head. Yeah. But there's no wrinkle on his forehead. And his eyebrows are, are down like this. Yeah, I know. Now we come to The Shining... Jack Nicholson sitting in snow. How did he get the line in his forehead? Is the part that I don't understand. He's like probably the only person I know... That you know can of. do that in a movie. I don't know.
1: Out of every other movie that he has done, you... You don't see the wrinkle in his forehead. There was one. There was one movie I saw him do it. I saw that... Um as good as it gets. He's playing the neighbor of a gay cat of a gay guy, and he has to take him in because the guy got mugged. Oh, okay. There's a scene in the car. Well hold on. There's a scene in the car with Helen Hunt and his gay neighbor. Jack Nicholson's in the back seat. He's listening to Helen Hunt's character and his gay neighbor's character talking something. Jack Nicholson's in the back seat and he doesn't say anything, but he moves his eyebrows. Where his glasses would go from his head this way. Oh yeah. That's the only other movie i c I've seen that line when he yeah. moves his eyebrow. I thought
0: it was with Adam Chandler it was that huh? movie. I thought it was uh, the movie with Adam Chandler Adam that he did. Chandler? Yeah. Anger Management.
1: Didn't he also do it in that movie too? I don't think so. I know he did, it, he did similar and As Good As It Gets and the eye gla- sunglasses go like this. But I don't think Jack Nicholson's, Nicholson's character in Anger Management did that. I don't think so. I thought it did. I, mm. Anyway. But my finished tangent of The Omen, the original, in fact, I'd be... I won. My bet with my professor. Cause he thought, you no, know, the kid dies, in the omen. No, he doesn't. Due to the fact he didn't know I saw it in high school, the kid wins. Or I might as well say, in Richie's version, the uh, the antichrist wins. Which is funny. You, me, Richie, and Alex, were watching TV, I can't remember where the fuck we were, but we see the trailer of The Omen, and it's, and the, the release date, June 6th, 2006.
0: <laughs> no, we, were, we were in Alex's game room. Huh? We were in Alex's game room. The where? Alex's game room. Oh, yeah, yeah. At his place.
1: Yeah. We see the fucking thing all, four, all of us start laughing. Because
0: <laughs> yeah. Alex and I were supposed to do a job the next day. Yeah. And it was uh, basically a, a sleepover for me. Yeah. And we were all down in his game room, and that's when we saw him. And we started laughing our asses off. <laughs> I just forgot what vehicle we worked on. Huh? The next, I forgot what vehicle we worked on the next day.
1: Uh. Okay. Norman Bates is next on the list. If you're wondering why Norman Bates is listed in the list, but the photo is of Mrs. Bates, the mother, then clearly you've never made it through the whole 109 minutes of Alfred Hitchcock's 1960 masterpiece, Psycho, or its four sequels, or the awful 1998 remake with Vince Vaughn, or the TV series that aired on A&E, Where Have You Been? I knew, when I first saw the movie Psycho, that Norman Bates was the one dressing up to look like the mother, to look like his mother, and do the killing. And doing, like, you know, ventriloquial shit to... Make it sound like the mother's a lo- awake upstairs or something. Okay. Next one. The Wolfman. This is the black and white version. Lone Cheney Jr. had to spend five to six hours in a makeup chair each time he suited up as the Wolfman. Which included the 1941 original, The Wolfman, as well as four sequels. This is somewhat ironic, as for audiences in the 40s. The scariest part of the, wil- of the Wolfman character was watching him actually transform from man to beast and back. That... And, you know, all the random molings Okay. Um, here's another. Not really sure how this could be considered a horror movie or a horror villain due to the fact it's a fish. And one of my favorites. Jaws, the original 1975. Jaws might not be your typical slasher horror film, especially since the antagonist is a great white shark. But the nature based monster flick still fits the bill and evokes all the same feelings of suspense and terror in audiences. Plus, the Steven Spielberg smash hit almost single-handedly invented the blockbuster when it was released back in 1975. I still to this day love the original jaws the second one was good the third one sucked uh, mainly because it was 3d and it sucked uh jaws the revenge being four wasn't really a slasher film it was a fucking drama but jaws due to fact it's a fish a big ass fish i didn't think it would fit as a, as a villain i mean due to fact it is up there for a horror film
0: yeah i know that is that's the weird part that is the weird part
1: i still love that movie i got the fucking dvd
0: and we part of the boat.
1: making huh
0: we need a bigger boat.
1: You kind of got to trap the vocal down like, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know how some of, uh, douchebags that want to say, oh, there was n- that it was actually just a movie Mm. and not a reboot (laughs) i'm about to say it right now pennywise being part of the 25 best horror villains we're glad the 2017 version of it was so good less the name of pennywise the dancing clown be sullied now you could take your pick and I loved one of the emails pair Mike showed me where someone was trying to say oh no Tim Curry was never Pennywise here's my uh, me making that person be a bitch you can take your pick of which is the best Pennywise between Tim Curry the 1990 TV movie and Bill uh, Kersgaard in the film the film that came out in 2017 and you got the fucker reboot that came, the second part that came out the year later and that go wrong either way, or if you're us, you just watch both. Join us, and you'll float too. That's a bad pun. Now, with Tim Curry, with his version, and um, if you're afraid of clowns, weren't afraid of clowns before, you probably were after seeing the original. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes Georgie They all float I know that was the That was the <laughs> I know that was the worst Tim Carey Wow Uh, <laughs> Impression
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen 1 to 5 If you think that was good <laughs> Give it a 1 If you think it was Kinda good. Give it a two. If you're undecided, hit a three, four. Holy shit, that was bad. Five. Jesus Christ, don't ever do that again.
1: Well, I'm a fan of Tim Curry and his movie work. I mean, the one role that I used to be able to do was when he was uh, Doctor Frankenfurter. Rocky Horror Picture Show. But Pennywise, him doing it. I wasn't. I wasn't able to really get the uh, vocal down. Right. But Which, I already know that was one of probably a, one of the few worst fucking. It.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which okay. I still want to go to the Rocky Horror Picture House in Sacramento, California. Mm-hmm. I still haven't been there yet.
1: Hannibal defi- Lecter oh, is God. next on the list. Dr. Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins, isn't the worst villain in any of his three films. The 1991 Silence of the Lambs, 2001's Hannibal, and 2002's Red Dragon. But he's still a cannibal and serial killer who once ate a census taker's liver with some f- uh, fava beans and a fine Chianti, but hey, at least he has some sorts of conscience. Okay, Leatherface. It has now been 44 years since Leatherface first ramped up his favorite electric tool in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yet the franchise... Yet the franchise is still going strong. There have already been eight films released to date. The latest being the 2017's Leatherface. Yes, that eye roll was Please Spare Me. Not bad for a dude from a small town in Texas with big dreams of revenge murder, and cannibalism as well as a passion for some far out arts and crafts projects. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with the franchise. As a horror fan, I'll go with the, fr- with the franchise 100% every time over a reboot of the same fucking thing. 'Cause it's usually the reboots are the ones that fuck it up.
0: There's only one person that's ever played Leatherface and that did it the best. Yeah. In Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm hmm and he is a member of the Hollywood Ghost Hunters.
1: Yeah. He was Leather. uh he was Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Texas- Massacre three. Yeah.
0: He was the best. Oh yeah. I don't know why they didn't continue with him. I don't know. The only reason I can think of it is because he
1: big probably got taller. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Leatherface, he's not a tall guy. He's like kind of slightly shorter with a bit of a pudge. Right. Okay, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here, Pinhead. <laughs> Clive Bark- Clive Barker's Pinhead. <laughs> Obviously, when Clive Barker conceived the Hellraiser franchise, he wanted to create beings so terrible that you never dream of crossing over into their world. Yet 31 years later, here we are, still positively in love with Pinhead and his posse, of Cenobites. Sure, 2011's Hellraiser Revelations was an absolute disaster and the only film that didn't star Doug Bradley in the main role. But that won't stop us from playing with the configuration configuration puzzle box if we ever find one. Now, I wonder... With the movie's Hellraiser, and you have to use this little Rubik's Cube type of thing in the movie. I wonder if that's how Rubik's Cubes came out. (laughs) Alex and Richie, they always break them.
0: (laughs) I was pretty good at that thing.
1: (laughs) Shit, freaking Richie threw one at you, going, Asshole!
0: And he saw an asshole.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all you did was point to Dad, who was bent over.
0: (laughs) No, that was a big well crack. Huh? That was a big
1: well crack. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's when my uh, biological dad started putting the weight back on. Huh. Now we're going into the final 5. Chucky. <laughs> Still one of my main favorite franchise films of all time.
0: Chucky is at number 5. Yes. On the lit- holy shit. He is what Number the
1: f- 5 fuck is wrong <laughs> with people?
0: He should be 1, not 5. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> Props to Bre- to actor Brad Dourif who has played the role of Chucky in every one of the Child's Play films. Chucky franchise. Then again, it's not like the guy has to do stunts, as his character is an evil, red-headed doll, for which Dourif needs to supply only his voice. But what a voice it is. Chucky can maim, murder... And marry whomever he wants. But it just wouldn't be the same without Durf's auto track. I agree. And, oh, and in case you missed it, the seventh film, Cult Chucky, which I have, was released DVD, Blue Ray, and Ass last year. Don Mancini once again handling the writing and directing duties. They might as well also put TV series coming this fall. Number four. Richie's... uh, one of the very few of Richie's favorite franchises for horror. Mm. Michael Myers. Ah. Ever since Michael Myers terrorized Jamie Lee Curtis in the very first Halloween in 1978, he has been an iconic figure in the horror genre. Nine sequels tend to have that effect. I would say 8, because Halloween 3 does not fit. Although nothing will top the John Carpenter written and directed original, we'll still anxiously await each new installment to see who Mikey will go after next. Plus horror master Rob Zombie handled his 2007 and its 2009 reboots quite well. Um, oh, and did we mention a new sequel featuring the return of Jamie Lee Curtis who will be releasing on October 19th this year, which will be Halloween Kills. I know I have to see that. I don't want to, but I have to. If I don't, I'm going to be hearing my brother nagging... How? is party of your fucking podcast. You have to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bitch, but he loves me for it. So, yeah. Sometimes he wonders. <laughs> like I do. No, he doesn't. He still does. Well, okay. Rob Zombie... Being a horror master, if it's music, as well as his music videos, okay. His horror movies, okay, if you want to count House of a Thousand Corpses, okay, that was good. Sort of that level of horror a horror director, not horror master. <laughs> um What was the other one?
0: Devil's Reject?
1: No. That's the third one, the second one I'm trying to remember.
0: Three from Hell?
1: No. Three from Hell's three. I'm trying to remember the second one. Okay. okay. I don't have the second one. But I know he did that one. It was a really good. Devil's... um, Oh, yeah. Devil's Reject was part two. That was really good. Three from Hell. Okay. This is how it goes. Number one. Yeah. House
0: of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, that was really good. Number two. The Devil's Reject. Still Rejects. good. Number three... Was Halloween. Number four was Halloween two. Yeah. Number five, The Lords of
1: Salem. I didn't really like Lords of Salem, that well. I mean Rob Zombie's Halloween versions, they were really good. Uh,
0: let's see, thirty one. I mean, huh. Thirty one was the next one. Yeah. Three from Hell was number seven. And that was it. There's okay. the seven of Rob Zombies.
1: We got number three. And it's one of your favorites. And what a mine? We already did Chucky. Yeah. We already did Mike Myers.
0: Yeah.
1: Jason Voorhees. Not yet. Put it down. He's on the list. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is this: Wes Craven. There was a lot of Wes Cravens. Okay, that kicked him off on the, in the movie world. Crow? No. In the eighties.
0: I didn't know. I didn't know about Wes Craven
1: until the nineties. Robert England. Oh, Freddy. Very good. He's number three. <laughs> He's number three. You done hacking over there? daddy go get some water. I'm not saying the stupid rhyme. I can't do the rhyme anymore. Let's see. The famous rhyme. If any of you can actually do the rhyme better than I can, more power to you. Mm-hmm. I can't do the rhyme anymore. West Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. As of now, Freddy has come to us in nine different films. Oh yeah, Freddy vs. Jason, that would make nine. Including a 2010 reboot. That was the first not to feature Robert Anglin as the scarred Middle Finger Dream Stalker. Word on the street. Elm Street. Says an- another remake. Is in the works. And it's still in the early stages. In the meantime, try to stay awake.
0: Okay. I, got the I you know what it.
1: I'm going to be doing. If I have to go. Get stuck watching a re- another reboot. I'm going to sleep.
0: I have the rhyme right here of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, grab a crucifix. Nine, ten, never sleep again.
1: Uh, I think you skipped seven and eight.
0: That's right here. I have the rhyme here. here. (sighs) Uh
1: Seven eight is better staple. Oops. What the hell did you do?
0: Went a little too fast. It dropped down too far. The most common version is this
1: one. Where the fuck's 7-8?
0: Don't know, but they have... No, they have
1: a 7-8. Yeah,
0: but they're getting a song off of one 2 buckle my shoe. Yeah, I know. So this is what the version is.
1: Yeah, but... after have to grab your crucif- a crucifix? 7-8 is supposed to say, stay up late. I know, because that's always the rhyme I've heard. Watching every single one of them.
0: Well, this is the one I've always heard.
1: Well, obviously that's wrong. <laughs> That's wrong, I can tell you for a fact. And
0: let's see if we can find another version. Uh, let me hide hide that for a second.
1: I mean the reboot originally one they took away the reboot of two thousand ten. They took away the supernatural factor of what Freddy Krueger is. And put an actual person person feel. Not the supernatural one. The supernatural one is what made
0: okay, how about this one?
1: Freddy Krueger. Hang on. Okay. Yeah. Seven eight gonna stay up late. Mm. That's the real one. Not the first one you just showed me. I know, because 7-8 was missing.
0: Yeah, I know, but that's the one i always Obviously,
1: the person that put that article on whatever that previous website was, obviously don't know their numbers. Because you can't... When you start going to school, when you're a little yay high, you learn your fucking numbers. That one was, through ten.
0: Yeah, that was the the fandom site.
1: Yeah, obviously. It's right
0: here. They don't but know that's, how to write it. That's the one I've always heard. The one that I did from fandom. That's the one I've always heard. Until, like, later on down in this, into the series yeah. of Freddy. Then they started adding... Um,
1: seven, eight.
0: Seven, eight, going to stay up late. So yeah. I, I, I was always heard... One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Yeah, but after five, six,
1: grab a crucifix. Yeah. You're missing two fucking numbers. You can't go from six then to nine, ten. I even know that. Okay, number two. Jason Voorhees is number two. Since 1980, the hockey mask-wearing, machete-toting Jason Voorhees has slashed, stabbed, and impaled his way into our hearts from Crystal Lake, Camp Crystal Lake, to outer space in a dozen Friday the 13th films, which I got the franchise. Well, technically, 11... I know I probably just heard some people drop whatever the hell they had in their hands and go, what? Eleven? Yes, eleven. The original Friday the 13th the original Pamela Voorhees Jason's mother is the actual killer In the original, Friday the 13th, Jason didn't come into Friday the 13th until Part 2. A 13th installment was supposed to be released in 2017, but it was sadly scrapped leaving the franchise in limbo. Then again, like Voorhees himself, you never know when the next scare might pop up. Okay, last one. Or the last two, sorry. Frankenstein's monster. Remember, Frankenstein is the doctor and creator. Frankenstein's monster, or the creature, in the 1818 Mary Shelley novel, has the bull in his neck, and is the star of dozens of films dating back to the 1910 silent short film starring Charles Staten Ogle, of course, the most famous portrayal of The Creature Belongs, to Boris Karloff, or maybe Fred Gwen's spoof role of the TV series, The Monsters. That's a bad pun. Lastly, Dracula. When Bram Stoker pant- penned Dracula in 1897, he likely never would have believed that the counterocular character would eventually become one of the most... What the hell are you doing? What? I'm reading you do something with your feet and it cut my feet for a minute. I didn't do nothing. I just sat down.
0: After showing the... the collection that you have.
1: Oh, uh, let's see. Uh... Okay, Bram Stalker would never believed that the Count Dracula character would eventually become one of the most identifiable creature characters in the history of literature, TV, or film. Or that he would single-handedly establish the vampire genre. Yet, here we are. A hundred and twenty-one years later, still talking about everyone's favorite bloodsucker. That again, Bella Lugosi, probably wouldn't believe people from modern times would be still talking about his performance in nineteen thirty-one's Dracula, either. That's the end of that one. I'm going to take a break. Uh, Paramike can take over with his stories. Oh, yes. I need a drink.
0: (laughs) Zoom me in and zoom her out. Okay. We're going to go to Italy. Italy. That was creepy. Shut up. Where I saw the story last night. And I printed it out, and it um, seems kind of interesting because it has to deal with archaeologists just unearthing an ancient bust of the Roman Emperor Augustus in a small Italian town. And I'm going to show you the picture. That's what the thing looks like. Got a busted nose. And it goes on, Archaeologists have uncovered a marble head of the Roman Emperor Augustus in the Italian town of, oh, I can't pronounce his name, but I'm going to spell it, I-S-E-R-N-I-A, located in the region of Molis. According to a report by an Italian publication, I can't say this guy's the the whole name, but the last name is Molis. Found the findings shed new light on the imperial Roman impact in the region. Led by archaeologist Francisca Gonnola or Genacola. Sorry, words are hard and Italian names are hard too the team of researchers found the head on Thursday and the discovery was announced by the Archaeological Superintendency of Moles reports that the Augustus head bods well for other and more important historical finds for a town that was conquered by the Romans in 295 B.C.E. In 90 B.C.E. It was substantial taken by the Sabatites, And ancient people of southern Italy. And then fell back into Roman control. Or, sorry, Roman control. The head of Augustus was found during an excavation of the city's walls on the Via uh, Occidentale. In images posted to Facebook by the archaeological superintendents of Moles, the buried head appears in relatively good condition with some visible damage to its news so from here down is busted italian publications had previously reported that the parts of the via occ id e n t a l e collapsed while being excavated speaking to the publication is news I guess that's a news channel out there or something in Italy. Officials from the archaeological superintendencies of Moles said that the report that the dig was mishandled contained violent objecations. Uh-oh. It goes on. Yes, it is really him, the Emperor Augustus. Found today during the excavation, the archaeologically, archaeologically, take a drink, I I fucked up, archaeology superintendents of Moles wrote, wrote on social media, Because behind the walls of a city, there are obviously the city and its history which cannot be pierced with a concrete pile. That was yeah. that story that I found the other day.
1: Was that about Augustus Caesar?
0: It just says Augustus. It doesn't say anything about Caesar. And then today I found, and the uh, topic is: Two thousand year old marble head of Rome's first emperor Augustus unearthed in small town, in small Italian town. Mm. A two thousand year old marble head depicting Augustus. Rome's first mayor has been found in a small Italian town during a construction project. Augustus ruled from 27 B.C. until he died in 14 A.D. And the find was a surprise, not least of all because the rest of the bodies, whereabouts, are anybody's guess. (laughs) They only found the head with a busted
1: nose yeah, it's okay the only person named Augustus that I remember hearing about was Augustus Caesar, but Augustus Caesar didn't come about until after Caesar himself died or killed or was killed. Know. I don't know. I mean, that's the only Augustus I've heard of, just a first mayor named Augustus. Last time I checked, unless history books that I've heard or read about, or read, Italy or I might as well say Rome they had emperors not mayors
0: mm. well it went from 295 bce okay uh when uh let's see for a town that was conquered by the romans in 295 bce okay. in, ni- in 90 bce was a substantial taken by the semitites an ancient people by southern italy and uh-huh. then fell back into rome control or roaming control I should say Uh, and that's where this one came out today that I found Uh, wait does
1: that have a picture of the head? yes let me see it Yeah,
0: give me the the first story so you can see it as you can see the nose is busted from here down
1: yeah it is
0: Uh, Um, from
1: the head itself the way that it, the hair's etched yeah. into it, it looks like Augustus Caesar.
0: It doesn't give the last it name. It
1: does. It looks like it, mm. but I could be wrong.
0: Well, it doesn't give the name, but it goes on... Uh, Archaeologist Francisco G. I can't pronounce the last name because it's G-I-A-N-C-O-L-E or L-A. G-I? Yeah, G-I-A-N...
1: Giannelli,
0: Cola. I think I I think it's on there too, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, it's G. Uh, Del. Molise.
0: No, not that one. Oh, this this is Francisco. G. I. A. N. C. O.
1: L. A. Okay
0: made the rare discovery as he mentioned or monitored sorry monitored not mentioned the restoration of a medieval wall in I S E R N I A in the south central region of Italy known for Molise. Uh huh. The wall had collapsed in two thousand and thirteen after strong rains. Okay. Some of the small town's walls date back to the Imperial Rome, according to the Smithsonians that's good a two thousand year old marble head of Augustus, Rome's first emperor oh how I like how the, in this one here they go from first mayor of Rome, yeah, now to Rome's first emperor
1: then uh Tony only thing that I can think of is obviously whoever wrote that shit uh, couldn't depict mayor from emperor emperor was before basically emperors were basically kings Mm. from that far
0: yeah Uh, Let's see, 2000 year old marble head of Augustus, Rome's first emperor, was found in I S E R N I A, an Italian town in the south central region of Melis. While we were digging behind the wall, I saw that the earth changed color. G told CNN. So we continued digging with precision trolls.
1: That means carefully. Or
0: trowels, sorry. And a block of marble came out. I immediately saw that it was a head that I recognized as belonging to a statue of Augustus due to the hair and the shape and cut of the eyes. Okay. This giveaway was the head's distinct swallow tail hairstyle, compromising thick strands of hair that are divided and parted in a distinctive V, like this. Yeah. Or pincer shape. Some, some uh Samar- Samaritan. Smithsonian noted okay. Augustus signature style G notified authorities the mayor and the cultural heritage ministry of the fine immediately he told CNN the head is just under 14 inches high and dates back to between 20 BC and 10 AC archaeologist Maria D. Colombo. wow what a name <laughs> Colombo. with the regional department of the monastery told CNN the full statue probably stood 6 feet 7 inches high finding it in that particular location was a surprise she said it was an important statue but we do not know why it was here Columbo told CNN. This could have been placed in a temple dedicated to the cult of the imperial family or in the form, but these are just hypotheses since we don't know where the form was. I-S-E-R-N-I-A was once a Roman colony Known as AESERNIA reports Smithsonian and neighboring powers in Italy fought over it throughout the first century BC. Because of its central location as a gateway into the rest of the Italian. Peninsula, at this time, I S E R N I A has a very ancient history. There are archaeological remains underneath the whole city. That's a field day of gems. <laughs> they should put, they should play the Mario song every time they find something. Doot, 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 doot. <laughs> Sorry, I fucked that up. I know. Uh, Town Mayor Apollinalo told CNN, adding that he would like to keep it in the town's Santa Maria Museum. It is a very important find for ISERNIA because it demonstrates the present the present of buildings of a certain importance. That's that story.
1: Well um I just looked up some stuff. Julius Caesar, which I've always knew, he was not an emperor of Rome. He was a general Augustus, um, from what I'm reading, was actually the heir of Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar was a Roman emperor. Uh, Okay. Caesar Augustus. Was the first Roman Emperor reigning from twenty seven BC until his death in fourteen eighty. Okay, um, so um, Augustus, also called Augustus Caesar. Uh, until he died uh, or until 27 BCE. Octavian, original name, Gius Octavius, adopted name, Gius Julius Caesar Octavian, born September 23rd. 63 BCE died August 19th 14 CE Nola near Naples, Italy first Roman Emperor following the Republic which had been finally destroyed by the dictatorship um let's see Let's see. Um, Okay, some history. Octavius had the Roman month of Sextilius renamed after himself as his great-uncle and predecessor Julius Caesar. So, technically, Julius Caesar was basically adopted Augustus, but he's actually named as the uncle.
0: Hmm.
1: How? I don't know.
0: That's something that they'll teach you in high school.
1: However... Augustus, also known as Octavian, the first emperor of ancient Rome, Augustus came to power after the assassination of Julius Caesar in 44 BCE. In 27 BCE, Augustus restored the, the Republic of Rome, though he himself retained all real power as the principless or first citizen of Rome. Augustus held that title until his death in 14 CE. Okay, today he is remembered as one of the great administrative geniuses of Western history. How was Augustus related? Yes, Julius Caesar was Augustus's great-uncle. That is, Augustus' mother's mother's brother. I think that just hurt my head. <laughs> hurt
0: my
1: Caesar head. played a big role in Augustus's early life. He introduced Augustus to Roman political life. It took him on military campaigns and victory tours, too. In his will, Caesar formally adopted Augustus as his son and identified him as his chief personal heir. In other words, Caesar never had children. His wife, Caesar's wife, wasn't able to have children, she was barren. So,
0: she was a dud.
1: So his, (laughs) so Augustus's mother's mother's brother, is his nephew. His, I mean, back in those days, when a woman you're married to is barren, and couldn't produce children, it was a custom, for, you know, Julius Caesar to basically take a, an heir of another woman related to him at, at a specific age train him somewhat raise him in specific things mm-hmm. then adopt him as his son it's believe me, it's strange how that happens.
0: Talk about incest being legal back then.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> okay, after th- okay after the assassination of Julius Caesar, in forty four B C E. Augustus joined forces with Caesar's former chief lieutenant, Mark Antony. Not the singer. Mark Antony, the one who boofed, fucking Cleopatra, after Caesar boinked her, boink, boink. and his major.
0: Who's your emperor, bitch?
1: Major Equitium, master of chivalry. Marcus, uh, Lepidus, to form the second tri- uh, triumvirate of Rome, the second treat. Triumphate did not last long. About 40 BCE, Antony began a consequential love affair with Cleopatra, queen of Egypt. Shortly thereafter, Lepidus fell from power and Augustus waged war against Antony and Cleopatra. Augustus emerged victorious in thirty BCE. So Augustus, and Mike was just reading about, is Augustus Caesar. And these jackwots didn't know that was Augustus Caesar.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: And they're in the fucking pro- uh, that profession. They don't know that was Julius that was fucking Augustus Caesar? You gotta be fucking kidding me. Well, they are Italian. I met the people you were just reading about. Yeah, Not- those
0: those archaeologists were Italian archaeologists.
1: They, they don't know their fucking shit.
0: Yeah, and they found it in Italy.
1: Yeah. In an <laughs> Italian town. ha <laughs>
0: ha! You're hundred percent Italian. I'm only fifty no percent Italian. And I'm I'm shocked that you said what you said. <laughs>
1: Holy shit
0: <laughs> Wow, this just took a real weird turn. I'm waiting for more than No, to I come remember
1: out. that. Uh, the reason I looked it up because what you said Augustus But they weren't saying what the last name was. Right, in both stories there's no last name. And with Augustus, the only one I've ever heard about with the name Augustus of Italy is Augustus Caesar. I hate history with a passion, but Augustus was one was the only one time. Go through both those stories and you'll see
0: in both stories, there's no last name. It just says Augustus.
1: Hang on. Looking at the... uh... (laughs) Yeah, Augustus ruled from 27 B.C. until he died in 14 A.D. I just read it. But you said a different date. Obviously, they're wrong. Trust me, these idiots are (laughs) wrong.
0: That's why in both stories, it it
1: doesn't say the last name. It just says Augustus. Yeah. I mean, I remembered... I mean, the way you were reading it... And I said, what, Augustus Caesar... And you said, uh, I don't know, it just as Augustus.
0: Exactly, that's what it says in the story, just Augustus.
1: I just looked it up when Paramike was reading it, and I remember a book report that my brother Richie had to do in high school that was bugging him like crazy that dealt with Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. That proves it. I mean yeah, I'm a hundred percent Italian. My brothers are a hundred percent Italian. And most likely Richard will see this later. One of two things. One, we're gonna hear something heavy fall from out of nowhere be him falling out of his chair or hitting the floor or him dropping something out of the audacity that Italian archaeologists don't even know that's Augustus Caesar that they're talking about they see a fucking marble head in the shape of Augustus Caesar. I've seen. History photos. Of different. Historical people. Cleopatra being one of them. I mean. Nobody really gave a shit who Cleopatra was. They just. Knew she became in power. As queen of Egypt. After Julius Caesar rolled into town. He helps her become queen of Egypt for basically I'm I don't really know what the conversation is nobody does but kind of paraphrase it like this I'll help you become queen of Egypt and overthrow your brother if you give me an heir Da-da! she gave him an heir after she becomes queen. Look your daddy, bitch. C- Caesar goes back to Rome. the eyes of March, he dies. After the whole fucking Roman Republic fucking kills him. Then Mark Antony comes around. Boinks her. Daddy, and they man. both fucking croak. Mm-hmm. And to Caesar rules until he dies Mm -hmm. basic regular fucking history people should already fucking know Jesus motherfucker (laughs) now I got a headache could you make me a
0: cigarette (laughs) okie dokie then do you want to head to England or do you want to go to outer space um
1: Well, let's stay in, uh, sort of like the, uh, Europe, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, don't care. Okay, England- so you,
0: so you want to go to England? <sighs> okay.
1: Yeah, so prepare Mike, uh, does his stories. Um, we are going to do some more drink names. I'll go over that. A pair of Mike's done. In fact, make me a couple.
0: Drink names.
1: Huh? Drink names. Uh, sorry, that just last one gave me a fucking headache. Out of the fucking audacity, the fucking Italian archaeologists who study the fucking thing get degrees in archaeology, and they don't know, they're their fucking emperors. Emperors, for people who don't know, are kings. Some countries, they have what's called, um, what's called a monarchy. Kings, queens, um, dukes, lords, ladies, princes, princesses, that's some countries. In other countries, for example, Italy, they named their kings emperors, their queens empresses. Oh, we found a head of Augustus, but we don't know who it really is. Oh yeah, yeah, oh
0: I can't wait for them to finish finding the rest of the body. Huh? I can't wait to, for them to finish finding the rest of the body.
1: If they just found the head, it a uh, slim to none. They're not gonna find the rest of it. They're lucky. If they just found the head, they're just lucky that's all they're going to find. Because statues, marble statues of emperors, if, like, earthquakes, volcanoes, shit like that, they'll, uh, usually they'll wipe out majority of like statues and shit like that. But once in a while you'll find a head. The fact that they're finding a head of Augustus Caesar now is basically that's what they're all going to find. That's it.
0: I'm going to keep an eye out for more stories about that. But yet, they're saying he was like five foot something. I was like,
1: huh? What, Augustus? Yeah. Yeah, he was like five, he was like five nine. I was like... Five nine, almost six feet tall.
0: I was like, how can they measure the dude that, that, for a statue?
1: That, that's ridiculous. All right, but anyways... The statues are bigger than fucking humans. Yeah.
0: All right, we're going to England, where the story is huge U.S. amphibian tank craft from World War II, discovered, buried 30 feet underground in an old English field. A number of Buffalo LVT landing craft were swept away by floods in Lincolnshire, England in 1947. This week, one of the U.S.-made craft was dug up by a group of volunteers after a five-day dig the armed craft were used to ferry supplies and across water bodies in conflicting or conflicts in the Pacific in Europe that almost didn't make any sense no it didn't excavators in England have Unearthed a huge World War II era US landing craft from a field 74 years after it went missing. It kind of reminds me of all the other stories that, that uh, have been coming back that were missing. In 1947, more than a dozen Buffalo LVT were transported to Crow Land lincolnshire to help the british army build flood defenses but five were swept away in high waters this weekend a group of local military enthusiasts succeeded in their mission to unearth one of the 26 foot long craft after a five-day dig which they found buried 30 feet below the earth, the BBC reported. Uh, The next one is a a YouTube video. But we can't play it because they'll copy strike me for it. It says, watch drone footage of the craft which weighs 18... I like how they spell tons. T-O-N-N-E-S. Being pulled from the excavation pit here. Which is a YouTube video, so. fortunately I can't play it because YouTube will fucking strike me for playing video as news on my podcast show, which is bullshit. The Buffalo LVT was a U.S.-made landing craft used to transport supplies and crosses water bodies in Europe and the Pacific region. It saw action in World War II's greatest battles, including the battle for two, for, I'm sorry, not for two, for, I can't even say this, I or L, don't know which, W-O, J-I-M-A, and D-Day. Yeah. Yeah. The group behind the excavation believes that this buffalo, LVT, was also previously used to cross the river Rhine in Germany in March of 1945. The Times of London reported. The BBC said the buffalo LVT was also key in getting allied troops across the E. L. B.E. River also in Germany the same year. That's what it looks like. I don't know if you guys can see it too well.
1: Yeah, I can see it.
0: But that's what it looks like. Hmm. The craft appears to be in good condition the volunteers said. Due to the nature of the clay and peat soil that has surrounded it for 74 years. I'm over the moon with what we've achieved. It's very exciting. Sounds like this dude's getting a boner. (laughs) We spent five days digging Daniel Abba. Duh. Abbott, chairman of the Crowland Buffalo LVT Association, told the Times, We found the gun mount first, ooh, and it's in fantastic condition for its age. The tank seems to have been well preserved in the clay. The volunteers told BBC they wanted the craft to stay in the town and become a a memorial for the 1947 floods. Now, the bad part is is that they don't show the gun. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. They only show... side of the buffalo yeah LVT and the dude holding the British flag and he's an African American saying that oh we found the gun first where's the gun you idiots if you're gonna show one thing you gotta show the other you bloody teabaggers okay Last one. Okay. We're going to go to space. We're going to go to Venus. Top story. Venus sang a song to NASA's solar probe. It says listen to it right here, but unfortunately I can't get the audio. Because YouTube will fucking copy strike me. Bastards. Venus is one of the closest planets to Earth in orbit around the sun. Well, no shit. The other being Mars. Of course, but it's still incredibly mysterious. Its surface is shrouded in thick clouds and temperatures that are hot enough to incinerate you in an instant. That's like being in an inferno. Yeah. Or the sun. Uh, da, 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 da. it's beefy. That's what it says. Beefy atmosphere is much denser than that of Earth and is almost entirely carbon dioxide. Studying it has proven difficult for astro astronauts or astronomers, but NASA's Parker. Solar Probe, also known as PSP, I know they got it from from PlayStation stuff, (laughs) recently gathered some incredible data from Venus without even trying. Hmm. That brings a lot of questions. In a newspaper published in geophysical research letters, NASA scientists explained that a flyby of Venus by the solar probe back in July of 2020 resulted in the probe's field instrument picking up a signal that wasn't expected. Well, with any planet, nothing's expected. Nope. You think it's going to be expected, but you're too stupid to freak, figure out, oh, wait, there's, it's not going to be expected, so what, what are we worried about? Keyword that everybody always says, expect the unexpected. There should be a plaque somewhere in NASA saying that. The probe was making a routine pass of the planet, which it had already done twice before and this time the instrument designed to measure measure the Sun's extreme electric and magnetic fields picked up something from Venus it was a low frequency radio signal but NASA wasn't able to identify it right away no no because Venus has a big penis in a press release accompanying the newspaper, NASA's G-collision of the Goddard Space Flight Center explains that he spent a day wondering what the source of the radio signal could be. Then the next day, I woke up and I thought, oh my God, I know what it is. Really? Really? conclusion said he realized that the radio signal looked a lot like the data that was returned by NASA's Galileo orbiter as it passed through the ion sphere of Jupiter's moons the signal must have been created as the Parker probe cruised through the ionosphere of Venus I would have to say that the probe probably crashed on Venus and it decided to send out a stretch signal. And mm. ta da! There you go! By converting the radio signal into sound, we get to hear the soft song of Venus's iosphere. NASA Goddard published this video and it's amazing. Hear it for yourself. NASA description reads as follows. Unfortunately, it's a video, and I can't do nothing about it. The data sonification in the video translate data from the Parker Solar Probe's fields instrument into sound. Fields detecting a natural low-frequency radio emission as it moved through Venus' atmosphere that helped scientists calculate the thickness of the planet's electrically charged upper atmosphere called the ionosphere. Understanding how Venus' ionosphere change changes will help researchers determine how Venus, once so similar to Earth, became the world of scorching toxic air it is today. Pretty cool, huh? Now, the Parker Solar Probe's primary mission is to study the sun. But it but as It uses Venus to help direct it for closer and closer passes of the star. It's learning a lot about the planet as well. Images captured by the probe shows Venus in a way that we've never seen before. And this latest discovery of a radio signal beaming through the upper atmosphere... Of the planet Is just Icing On The cake Hmm. If Venus was actually Livable And we could transport Out there Shit I move (laughs) I move off this Fucking ball of shit And go live on Venus It would probably be A lot peaceful And quieter and probably affordable, too. A lot more affordable. Instead said, "It is fucking hellhole ball, ball of fuck.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Any more stories for you, or you're done? I'm done. Okay. We're going to take a quick little break so Paralore can uh, gather herself. So we'll be back in about 30 seconds. to explain what we've been doing in the last few episodes so if you guys want to join in please feel free if you're new please listen to what Paralor has to say for instructions and you can join in and I will show your comments up here like this and everything so take it away miss
1: Paralor (laughs) okay many of you if you haven't noticed. I used to be a bartender, um, in three different bars that were LGBTQ coordinated. For straights too, but mostly the LGBTQ men they go there. I was. A bartender, three different ones. At three different times. So, I've learned quite a lot of lingo when it comes to drinks, sex in the windows, actual drinks. Shit, that's bullshit. Okay, the categories for these drink names is it paranormal, witchcraft, a spell, an actual drink that people actually buy? Someone who thought of a name for a drink and no one wanted it. A place, a thing, a person, a movie, a song, a sex innuendo for straights, or the L G B T Q on either side, or all the around, as Paramite got used uh, like to say,
0: or. Sir, it just makes Hold it on.
1: easy. Huh? just
0: makes it easy when I say all the way around. He says all the way
1: around, I say it straight out. And... The last one. And Mike's favorite one. Bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. Pearl Jam. Music group. Very good. Pedialyte.
0: That's something for kids.
1: Yeah, and it's nasty. Peach... Your son liked it. Hang on. A Fuzz Lemonade. Or, Lemonade, sorry.
0: That was a drink. Yep. Not
1: popular, though, but it was No, it wasn't. Peekaboo. Bullshit. Very good. That's a it's saying. It's a kid thing. That's a saying to
0: kids. Peekaboo. You can even say that to your dogs and your cats. Pegoo. What the fuck is
1: that? <laughs> it's bullshit, because it was made up. Pelston hottie. Bullshit. Very good. Pelvic crusher.
0: No. <laughs> Sounds
1: like It hurts. Yeah, it's a sex in the window. I guess it sounds like it hurts. It's for straights, mainly for straights. But I've heard the males for the LGBTQ actually do it too. But how? I don't know. I've heard heard that. Penetrator 4. Bullshit. <laughs> That's a sex innuendo.
0: <laughs> ew.
1: Madeleaf for straights. Ew! No. And for the males, the LGBTQ. Not so much the females though. Ew, ew, ew. Penis colorus. Bullshit. <laughs> Very good. Pensacola Bushwhacker.
0: That was a drink in Florida. <coughs> uh.
1: Pensance Cocktail. Bullshit. Good. Pepper Eater. Bullshit. Good. Peace Treat. No. Very good. Peach Up. No. Peach with a Punch. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was a drink, and yep. also it was an. Um, a dessert.
1: Yep, peach face. No, very good. Peach chumba. Hell no. Very good. Peachy fuzzy.
0: That was a drink. Matt peachy made
1: green. It.
0: That was a drink. Matt made it.
1: Very good. Peachy keen.
0: That's what your brother always says.
1: <laughs> doing peachy keen.
0: No, you're not. Peachy
1: Christie.
0: I don't want a peachy and I don't want a Christy, thank you very much. <laughs> peachy Red. I think that was a drink one time, but it was not that popular.
1: Very good. Peachy Screw Gin Fizz.
0: Sounds like it hurts to the face.
1: It's bullshit. <laughs> it, it's bullshit, but at the same time... It's a drink, It's a name someone thought of for a drink. No one wanted any. Peacock's tail.
0: That's what you see in an animal.
1: Very <laughs> good. Peanut butter and jelly smoothie. Oh.
0: <laughs> Somebody actually made that and nobody wanted it.
1: Very good.
0: Ow. Just because of the name was nasty.
1: Pea picker.
0: I don't wanna picking my pee. What
1: the fuck? <laughs> Bullshit. Pearl Driver. Alright, uh, sorry. Pearl Diver.
0: It sounds like a scuba diver going for a pearl.
1: No. It is a drink. There's three different versions, but it is a drink. Hmm. Peckerhead <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's your brother.
1: Well, that's what you call them at times. I don't. Last time I did, I could not breathe. Simply <laughs> because they sat on me. Peach Meeknun. No. Very good. Pee Wee Herman.
0: Oh God. <laughs> that was a drink. Yeah. With made with tequila. And for the stupid song that he did in the dumb dance.
1: Not only that, the stupid movie, too. And a kid TV show.
0: Even the gays were like, what the
1: fuck? <laughs> Peejian's Kiss. No. Very good. Peep Show. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> it is. But Peep Show, people probably think, you know, Stevie King. Because Peep Show was actually a Stevie King TV movie.
0: Yeah, And Peep Show can go in a different direction, too. Pelican. That's a bird.
1: (laughs) Peltacado. Hell no. Very good. Penalty Shot. That's in hockey. Very good. Penguin. That's a fucking wobbly bird. (laughs) (laughs) Pennsylvania Dutch Horse and Buggy Bomb.
0: That was a drink.
1: Very good.
0: You don't hear about it anymore, but that was a drink.
1: There. Penthouse. That's where
0: fucking rich motherfuckers live. And there's also a nudie magazine.
1: Yep. That and porn porn movies too. Not just fucking Playboy. Pepito Lolito.
0: Nope.
1: Very good. Pepper Jack.
0: That's a cheese.
1: Very good. I won't touch it. It is... ...on a form of a drink. I don't know, because I never made it. Um... Yeah. Pepper Jack... ...it is... ...under the form of a... ...of a liquor. It's basically Jack Daniels... ...with... ...like... Pepper bitters in it. Never heard of it that way. That's because it's I not asked for very much.
0: I do know the cheese. And I won't touch it.
1: Pepper slammer. No. Very good. Peppermint Aztec.
0: Sounds like a warrior from American Gladiators.
1: <laughs> well, it does, but at the same time, it is one of those hot holiday liquor drinks it's basically it's basically Mexican coffee or Spanish coffee with like a strong liquor in it that Um, has with uh, like peppermint candies or something in it okay peppermint cream that comes out on the holidays (laughs) very good peppermint depth charge no very good peppermint penguin
0: (laughs) that's one spicy penguin
1: pepsi pleaser I'm (laughs) drinking some
0: (laughs) well I didn't have to answer that you just did
1: (laughs) (laughs) Peregrine's peril no very good perfect flamingo a perfect flaming Dr Pepper.
0: Ew! Sounds like Dr Pepper with a hot ball. <laughs> Ooh, we got a love.
1: It's a bull- someone made up the made a name for a drink. Never happened.
0: Oh, we got a love from Roxanne Taylor. Thank you. Huh? We got a, a love heart from Roxanne Taylor.
1: Hi, Roxanne. Thank you. Perfect lady. I married it. <laughs> Perfect screw.
0: I'm not commenting on that one. Uh, <laughs> paraquat. What the hell is that?
1: <laughs> a parrot with a twat in it? <laughs> As you like to say bullshit. Yeah,
0: bullshit. It's someone
1: someone thought of the name for a drink. No one wanted any. Pervert. (laughs) That's everywhere.
0: (laughs) I'm going to pervert in my own home.
1: Pete's Dragon. That was a drink. Very good. And it's also a Disney movie. Yep. And old. Musical Disney movie, then they redid it, redid it several years ago. Peter oh. Peterborough Paral- uh, parallax bullshit. Very good, Petite Fleur. No. Very good, Phantasm.
0: That would be a spirit. Very good. Paranormal stuff. How it's else? also a movie.
1: Or also, I thought I think also a comic book thing too I can't remember Phantom
0: that's what you find in the opera
1: Very good Phantom of the Opera the Paranormal. Spirit Scooby-Doo <laughs> ruby doo <Ruby>, oh. <laughs> like come on Scoob Zoinks, let's go Zoinks. Scoob Fat Pussy
0: no thank you
1: Fat spelled PH 18. I
0: know. That's the slang version.
1: Phil Collins. Hey.
0: (laughs) That's a good man.
1: It's also a drink. Yeah, I know. Phillips Head. That's a screwdriver. Very good.
0: A tool. Fishbowl Punch. No.
1: Very good. Phoenix Paradise. Arizona? It, it might be Shut labeled up. under a drink. I've never made it, so I don't know.
0: Don't you scratch my chair, you
1: idiot. Freaker cocktail. Hell no. Psychedelic summer. That was a drink. Very good. It only came
0: out in the summertime. Piccadilly punch. That was a drink. Very good. And it was at a restaurant on Route 5 in West Springfield.
1: Yep, it's also ha- was also haunted. Yeah, pick Kelly, uh, pick Kelly. Thanks for sneezing at me, you fat black bastard. Wait, uh, gonna have it back. Let me say that again. Pick a lily. No. Very good. Pepper clear. Hell no. Very good. Peppermint beach.
0: Somebody tried to make that to a drink, but it came out nasty. Very
1: good. No one wanted it. Peppermint Crisp. I think somebody tried to make a
0: potato chip out of that. (laughs) As a food. Did it work?
1: Peppermint Patty. Yes. Very
0: good. That was a drink. Also also an ice cream.
1: It's an ice cream. It's a drink. It's a candy. Peppermint Pleasure.
0: <laughs> That's when you want peppermint patties and then you always have a pleasure in be- sitting in your bed with
1: eating them. Pepto-Bismol. Ah! <laughs>
0: That's for people that has diarrhea in their stomach.
1: Nasty. Very good. Pepper, wait, Perfect Cherry Cheesecake.
0: I wish I could eat one. But can't find him around here. Perfect kiss. That's what he'd give to you. Perfect parrot. He's over there sleeping.
1: Perplexed pimp. No. Very good. Press him and blow.
0: (laughs) World's dumbest inventions.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it does sound for that. Uh, pestic, pesticidal cherries. Ew. No. Bullshit. Oh, You're good. Sorry, bro. I gotta go this way. Oh crap. Peter Pan cocktail. <laughs> I would say Not yes. saying he was Peter Pan. Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell. He thought it was Tinkerbell when he turned 21. <laughs> him and Alex thought they were that. Oh my god. Yeah, until the speed bump caught him.
0: <laughs> oh, look at that. Tinkerbell, Peter Pan fell down on their face. <laughs> now they're pug nose.
1: Petite zinc. No. Good. Pettico- petticoat Lane.
0: Isn't that like something like Petticoat Junction? A story?
1: Eh. Uh, mo- it sounds more like a fucking clothing line. Due to the fact of Petticoat, it is uh, some type of a coat. Fantasmic Explosion.
0: <laughs> when I was in my younger years. <laughs>
1: Yes, it's a sex innuendo. For straights and both sides of the LGBTQ. All the way around. On males and females on females and so on. All the way around. Pharmacy school.
0: That's where you get most of these morons in pharmacies. I don't know what they're doing still.
1: Pie psycho psycho. Hell no. Very good. Philip Island Firewater.
0: That's a Hawaiian drink. <laughs> I think also Filipino too, but I'm not sure.
1: Maybe. I've never made That's it. That's a fifty-fifty. I've for heard me. of it. That's a fifty-fifty for me. Philip's screwdriver. That's a tool. Very good.
0: Which I use almost every day. Fizzle. That was a drink.
1: Very good. Photon torpedo.
0: star trek tv show movie
1: fuck suck
0: the hell is a fuck suck
1: it's it sounds like it's saying fuck like f-u-c-k but it's actually spelled p-h-u-c-k
0: yeah either
1: way fuck suck
0: yeah it's just written in different language
1: it's a sex in the window for males of the LGBTQ. <laughs> Pick Walsh. <laughs> uh, no. Picotter. Hell no. Picasso won. No. Actually, Picasso is a painting. Yeah. And was a painter. Yep. Piccadilly Cocktail. No, thank you. Very good. Pick me up. Okay. <laughs> Pick oh wait, or I dough. I already
0: did. What the? What am I talking about? picker dough. Never heard of it.
1: Very good. It was bullshit. Pickle Tink.
0: Bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pecan Briere. Ugh. Oh.
0: That was a drink for the French And it's nasty
1: Yeah it is I've never made it Peace of mind I wish Me too Petra Patamarde.
0: Hell no
1: Very good
0: Major bullshit Pierce navel. That's on every fucking female with fake tits
1: (laughs) Pitchelin. No Very good Pillow, bu- pillow Biter. <laughs>
0: That's all the way around.
1: Very good. Straight and LGBTQ. Both sides.
0: All three sides.
1: That too. Pim's Torpedo. No. Very good. Pimp Cocktail. Yes. Very good. Pimp
0: Juice. Yes. Very good. Also a song by a... Um... Nelly.
1: Pimp Ride.
0: That was a TV show. An Wouldn't MTV. Or was it VH1? I can't remember.
1: I'm not sure. Pinata.
0: That's what the Mexican beat for candy. <laughs> the donkey. Pinscher. Huh? Pincher. Pincher?
1: Yeah.
0: That could be almost any animal with claws.
1: That... Or a dog pincher.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, too.
1: Pine needle.
0: This is what you find in trees.
1: Pine soul shooter.
0: Ew. Somebody made it cleaner into a drink. No, thank you.
1: Now, someone thought of a name for a drink, but nope. Pineapple Francine.
0: Why does that name sound familiar? What? Pineapple Francine.
1: I don't know. It, d- it does sound like a, it does sound like a drag queen name.
0: Well, that yeah, but I was going more towards like food wise. I don't know. I'm gonna have to put that in the uncategory. Okay. I'm not Pineapple. Saying, not saying it's bullshit. Not saying it's a sex in the window, but it's I'm sure. just.
1: Unsure. Okay. Pineapple horn blower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Pineapple Monica.
0: <laughs> sounds like a pineapple bitch.
1: <laughs> pineapple puncher.
0: That sounds like a taco. Yeah,
1: it does. Canoe martini. Yes. Very good. Ping pong cocktail.
0: That was a yes, but was not popular.
1: Very good. Pink beaner. Pink no. beaner. No. Not pink beaner, pink beaner. Pink beaner? No.
0: Very good. But although it might be a Mexican drink, though. Could. In Honduras.
1: Pink cement.
0: Food coloring gone bad in the cement? <laughs> uh,
1: we gotta stop, bay. My head is pounding.
0: Okay. Not a problem.
1: We'll do some more of these the next time. Yep.
0: So stay tuned for it. This has been Paramike. And Paralore. I'm
1: Paralore. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Uh, I gotta get my... Night, Richie get my outro.